Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Unlockable Podcast, guys. Today is going to be a special one for our YouTube and Spotify listeners. Hannah and I are diving into another foreign gaming episode. This time we're looking at interesting consoles that never released here in the United States. Everything from regular old variants to insane Australian giveaways. We did lots of research and picked 30 to talk about. While we will be doing our best to paint a nice word picture for you, there's also going to be accompanying images on your screen available for Spotify and YouTube listeners, so check that out if you're not driving. Now do us a solid and rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast. My name's Christian, and joining me, as always, is the Game Girl Advance SP herself. That's me. How you been the last few weeks, Hannah? Um, super knee deep in Tears of the Kingdom. It's not even funny. <laughs> knee deep. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. uh, not at all surprised to hear that. I'm having a blast myself, and I wish I was doing that right now, to tell you the truth. Hey, what do you mean? (laughs) Anyway, Uh, (laughs) I have been completely off the internet. I don't want any spoilers. Nothing. So, a lot of this stuff... Well, I guess the news and stuff is limited, but that's going to be towards the end. Because I didn't want to spoil anything. So, no Instagram, no Twitter, nothing. I'm dark. Wow. I figured you were, like, already, like knee-deep in the uh in the youtube videos about the story and everything but like simultaneously when i send you snaps and i'm playing the game i like don't want to show anything that might reveal anything so yes please continue to do that that's good to know (laughs) i don't want nothing (laughs) yeah my roommate is also playing so like this past week it's just been him downstairs playing and me upstairs playing and it's like we're playing the same thing not talking to each other it's kind of funny um but man i gotta say the tweets are killing me oh you wouldn't even know you're not on social media right now that's that's crazy nope nothing nothing i don't know anything (laughs) i'm not even gonna say anything anything. but the memes are just killing me I'll, i'll just say that um that's crazy hannah yeah well you do what you gotta do dedication it's so you though, honestly. I'm I'm happy that you're. I, I mean, what are you what are your thoughts so far? Is it a ten out of ten game? Oh, absolutely. It is. Without giving any spoilers away, because I don't want to be the person that spoils it for anybody. It is both simultaneously easier, but also more complicated than Breath of the Wild, all at the same time. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Um, well, we'll talk about it next month. <laughs> yes, we will. That we will. Our next episode is going to be about Tears of the Kingdom, so we will keep it limited for now. Um, I am excited to, you know, play another thirty days worth and then record my thoughts with you on that. Um, oh heck yeah! I will say about Breath of the Wild. I turned it on a week before Tears came out, and I was like, you know, how much of this game did I play? You know, I knew I was kind of like in a rush to get it done for some reason um i think i've grown a lot in six years okay so i played this game when it came out i got it the day it released didn't um it took me about a a couple months to beat it and i was done with it and i did not go back at all you know i might have fired it up once and i just i did not experience that game the way that i wish i would have now 
and um, like the side missions. I hardly did any side missions. The freaking the shrines. Like I don't know how many shrines I did, but not a lot. You know, I beat the game, but I didn't really play the game and. I never realized that, you know, years later, looking back, I finally fired it up, and I was like, holy crap, I barely touched the surface of this game, and I've been hearing you talk about it for the last three years, like, it's your favorite <laughs> game of all time, and um, I feel like this time, playing through the new game, I'm incredibly, I feel like I'm looking at it with a different set of eyes and I'm not going to be rushing through to get to the next video game to play uh, like I fully intend to dive in and go through the entire world and get all the shrines I'm not going to get all the Korok seeds because I'm not an animal but <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know I, I think that I have changed a lot all this to say I think I've changed a lot and I want to go back and give Breath of the Wild another chance um I don't know, in the not-so-distant future. Oh, I think you should. Because, like you said, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And I put 400 hours <laughs> into that game. I know it like the back of my own hand. But I'm happy that, I don't know, maybe you've grown in the in the past six years, you know? It right. came out so long ago. I mean, I think I have, as a gamer at least, changed. My tastes have changed. The way I look at things have changed. Right. It really doesn't feel like it's been six years. Well, it's been a long six years, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> uh, but let's just keep it at that, I guess. So we'll have an entire episode on it next month. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention before we dive on in is that our July episode is going to be Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. So uh, if you'd like to join us alongside us and kind of talk about your thoughts in the Discord and just like be ready for that episode when we talk about all that crap, just... I don't know, fire it up. It's on Switch Online. There's a 3DS remake. You know, you got plenty of ways to play it outside of owning the original cartridge. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Heck yeah. But without further ado, Hannah, uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, variants. Variants of stuff in uh, collectors or uh, limited edition consoles that uh, didn't come to the U.S. Because, that's the key here. You know. <laughs> I don't know why gaming companies hate us. <laughs> um, yeah, so we kind of did a foreign game episode. Like, I think it was games we wished came here, but, you know, region-locked games that never came to America. Yep. And uh, I think we probably mentioned in that episode that we would like to do more foreign-related episodes. And so this is kind of in that realm. We're kind of calling it the, the foreign series of episodes here but yeah this is our second foreign game episode and we did a whole bunch of research on hardware that we never got here in the united states um yep we got 15 each for a total of 30 i have a feeling one or two of them is probably going to overlap because we're not sharing our list with each other yep um so maybe 28 total who knows um but I guess before we start with our lists, let's kind of uh, transition into it here. What are your thoughts on special edition consoles, Hannah? Love them. <laughs> Absolutely love them. I What's think they're not so to fascinating. Love? I know, they're so cool. Um, back in the day, they kind of did like limited releases at specific retailers, which 
is kind of anti-consumer nowadays. You know, it's with things being like limited, it's hard to actually go to the store and get them. So right now, if a console were to be released like that, I think it'd be absurd. But back in the day, that was kind of how it's done. I know Toys R Us had a lot of exclusives. And it wasn't until like the 90s, you know, like you had the Genesis and you had all the Nintendo consoles and you had all this crap that was just like so boring and gray and black. And even the Game Boy, the original Game Boy was just gray. And uh, it wasn't until later on when we started to actually get all these cool and neat things um, and things like were starting to be called collector's editions, you know, like people were actually starting to collect things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I obviously love them too. There's, I can't imagine anyone doesn't love a special edition console. Um, what are some that you own? What are some United States consoles, special editions that you have in the collection? So recently, me and you both just got the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Switch, which is awesome. It's an OLED. It's mm, so beautiful. Yep. And then I also have the Ocarina of Time 2DS. The, uh, just the regular 2DS, the flat one with two screens. And it's like supposed to be modeled after his tunic. So it's got like brown trim and it's like a bright green. It's not my favorite, but <laughs> what can I say? Did you then get the? Uh, did you get that when it was like Good. super discounted at like eighty dollars or whatever? Uh, I think, I think it was only seventy dollars to begin with. Am I wrong? Oh really? I don't. Or I guess I don't remember. No, I got it day one because I think it. Oh, you know what? I think it was released on Black Friday. I think mm. that was like the thing that was supposed to get people in the doors. Um. So yeah, I think that was a cluster because I don't think they did it online. I think they only did it in person, but I could be wrong about that. I don't remember. It was a while ago. Then the next one I have, I found this one at a Goodwill. I have a Guitar Hero DS Lite. That's like oh, the yeah. gray one, but just like the Guitar Hero logo on it. Found that one for like $8 or something at Goodwill. That was awesome. Then my first 3DS I got was the NES uh, edition one. So it's a 3DS XL. Not the new 3DS XL, the old one. Um, that was pretty cool. That was my first 3DS. And then the final one I think I have, I don't know if this counts, but it's the Surf Blue Game Boy Advance SP. So it's like the darker blue. Not like the dark, dark navy blue, but it's like a teal dark blue. The profile picture, right? <laughs> no, actually, that's just the regular blue. Oh. This one's a different blue. So I don't know if it was a limited release. I didn't look, but that's just the one that came to my mind. And I think that's all that I have, but I could be wrong. I could have more. I just don't remember. Um, yeah, the OLED is freaking gorgeous. I just got to say, I had no idea how nice that screen was going to be. Um, freaking loving that. And it's big. It's so much bigger than the original, too. It is quite large. I did go back and uh, mess around on the old Switch, and there's a noticeable difference, no doubt. And it's heavier. Did you notice that? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Like, by a lot. Um, I guess I don't have a lot myself of special edition consoles. I have the red Wii, which I think is a very nice color. It, it was made for the 25th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Wow. And I have that one in box, actually. I have the black Dreamcast, which I wouldn't call a special edition. Um, no, I totally don't have the black Dreamcast. What am I talking about? 
I have Are the box right for now? it. I literally, <laughs> I have the box for it. That's the dumbest thing. That's what it was. Oh, awkward. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I, I, my favorite one, which is honestly pretty lame, is the Phantom Hourglass DS Lite. I have that. Uh, I got that for dirt cheap on OfferUp, and it's pretty sweet. I have a nice rose-colored gaming stand for it, and it's like oh, one of wow. the only consoles I have displayed, you know? It's, it's pretty nice. I love that thing. Very nice. That's the gold one, right? With the little Triforce in the corner? Yeah, I guess I should be painting a little word picture here, but it is gold with a little yes. Triforce on the front. Beautiful. Um, What else do I have? My Xbox Series X is pretty much the most beautiful thing I've ever laid eyes on. It's the Halo 5 <laughs> or Halo Infinite Edition. Freaking love that thing. And Very nice. That might be it, Hannah. I have the turquoise wow. uh, N64, or whatever color you want to call that. I wouldn't think that's a special edition, but it is a fantastic color. Very nice. And the smoke gray. But yeah, not a whole lot for me. I guess I just spend most of my gaming money on games and not a lot on the hardware. Yeah, because once you have one that can play it, do you really need another? Yeah, it's kind of tough to convince yourself to spend, like, I mean, because they're more expensive than games, right? You could get a lot of games for the price of a console, and so that's kind of the battle you have in your in your mind at any given time. Very, very true. So we are not uh, experts by any means. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be using a website that most people are familiar with called consolevariations.com. They are really, really the only major website that kind of is dedicated to tracking this information um and we we kind of have to say like first up front it's super duper super unorganized it's basically wikipedia level of like hey i can make an account and go write up any information i want and there is like a moderator who has to go in and approve of such submissions but i don't know I, there, i've seen some things on this website that are like i don't know <laughs> if that's true i don't know if that should be on here and uh that's our that's our disclaimer here but um we have done a lot of research outside of console variations as well kind of to do our best to prove that these things do exist that we're going to be talking about and the last thing I wanted to add is that some of the things we might be talking about today, I haven't seen Hannah's list, but we're going to talk about licensed game um, consoles, meaning, hey, this was actually given away or produced by Nintendo, like, I don't know, like any special edition console we just mentioned. And then there's stuff like, um, I don't know, like there's this secret, there's this what is it trials of mana switch i've probably brought up on the podcast before that there was like one made and it's super lame because square enix literally <laughs> bought this thing from nintendo and then put like some art on the dock and then put it back in the box and then sent it to this giveaway winner in which case that's kind of an <laughs> unlicensed thing or, like, occasionally you'll see, like, oh, you know, like, an artist designed, like, put their design on this console, and they teamed up with some company to do this giveaway. Things like that are unlicensed. Mm -hmm. 
So if the original manufacturer didn't have anything to do with it, if it was bought after and then someone did something to it, that's unlicensed. Something like that. Um, which actually makes me think of one that I probably have that is unlicensed, and that is the Switch Lite uh, Stars freaking... I have this... I made a video about it, if anyone cares, but like I, I have this Nintendo Switch Lite that I bought off of a friend who actually... Okay, long story short, it's got the Stars logo on the back, like Stars Broadcasting Network logo, and on the front or something it says... Power Book 3, blah, blah, blah. It's like the name of a television show. <laughs> and there's like a high percent chance that it was specifically made, like super unlicensed, as unlicensed as you could possibly be, where like someone <laughs> bought this thing and then put a design on it and then gave it away to employees as like a thank you for working on the show or whatever. Like super, um, super unlicensed. But yeah, I do have that. I forgot about. Cool. That's actually really neat. Um, anything else before we get into it? Nope, I think you nailed it. Alright, well I just did a lot of talking, so why don't you go first? Alright, I this one might be on your list. I think this is probably the only one that might cross over, but we'll see. So, my first one, and these aren't in any particular order, by the way. This is just the way that I happened upon them. But it's the Pokemaniac Nintendo 64 console. Do you know what this one is? I know nothing about this. Tell me everything. Okay. So it's a PAL version. It's a PAL console. It was released in Australia. The MSRP was about $200, which is a freaking steal. Maybe not for the time, but for now, I'd pay 200 <laughs> for it. There was a round. Also on this website, they give like ranges for how many units were made. So it's between 10,000 and 50,000, which is a huge number. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's in between that range. But anyway, this console was released towards the end of Nintendo 64's life. So I was watching a video of this guy and he was talking about how he remembers asking his mom for one way back when. And his mom's like, but you already have one. And it's like just the normal charcoal gray one. And he's like, I know, but I want that one. That one's cool. And that one's Pokemon. And so I assume that was most parents' uh, feelings towards this. That's why there's really not that many out there. Not that many for sale. But anyway... It's a blue Nintendo 64. It's got a blue top with the Pokemon logo and some Pokeballs along the left side of the top. Um, and then actual Pokemon on the right side. There's Poliwhirl, Charizard, Meowth, uh, Pikachu, Blastoise, and Venusaur in that order from top to bottom. The bottom of the console is that signature mm, Pikachu yellow that everyone loves so much. Uh, the buttons on the side, the start and the on button, uh, are also yellow and so is the flap that you put the game in. The, the cartridge in. Um, and this one is very different than the giant Pikachu, the console with the giant Pikachu on the side. Completely different. Completely different systems. Uh, this one also comes with a controller that is yellow on the top and blue on the bottom with the Pokemon logo across the start button. This bundle did not include either Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Snap, but... It does come with a VHS tape of I Choose You Pikachu, the anime. So Bro, this this might cool. be the first console and last console to ever include a VHS. That's pretty freaking cool. And get this, the VHS tape isn't black or gray. It's yellow. Mwah. Like the Pikachu yellow. And it comes in a nice plastic case instead of like those cheapy Disney VHS tapes. They're like freaking fall apart. They're so thin plastic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. This one had a nice hard case with a really cool uh, cover. 
And also, this is also strange. The box that this console comes in is freaking ginormous. Like the regular boxes, I mean, they're big because the console is big, but this one's like twice the size of that. And I don't know how much free space there was in there, but there hasn't <laughs> been. It was absurdly large. I'm looking um, at this thing. I feel yeah. like I've seen it before. Maybe it, it totally looks like the designs on the side are stickers. I, I think it might be stickers, but it might be etched into it. I don't know. I did not look at that actually. It's probably it's not one. stickers, but it does look like that. Yeah, but they're they're nice stickers. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll say this: of the ones that I've seen, none of the stickers are peeling off. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty good indication that they're they're not. Given it's been if thirty years. If they were years. stickers, they definitely have been peeled off or picked off by children or whatever. Right. Uh, so on the box, it displays the console as well as some of the cool art of the Pokemon on the left side. Um, and that's pretty much it. So, But while I was looking at this one, I found another version of this console that came out in the UK. And it's called the Pokemon Stadium Battle Set. So the console in this one is completely identical to the Australian one. But it includes Pokemon Stadium in with the package. So and you still console. get the VHS? No. I don't think so. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. I think I think it does. Yes, it Very does. nice. Yes. So I guess they're like, yeah, we'll just we'll just bring it to Europe. But not America, though. They don't deserve it. <laughs> just Europe. And Australia. Uh, so I looked at the Australian version, and there were currently three listings of the console. Uh, you can get the console with no VHS tape and no box for about $200 to $300, so still pretty pricey. But if you want the full thing, you have to pay about $800 to $1,000. So, pretty pricey. That's a lot of Switch games. All things considered, though, like with the way Pokemon has been for years now, I feel like two or 300 bucks for that console is not bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I suppose not. As far as the UK version, I saw that it retailed for $149, but I'm not sure. I saw that price both in euros and US dollars. Mm. So I don't know which one of those is accurate, but the euro is very similar in in uh, value to the dollar. So I'm sure it's about $150, $200. So, I mean, freaking bargain, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Let's see. Oh, also, I went down a huge rabbit hole with this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> so the U.S. did get something very similar to this. It is also a battle set, but it was just a normal charcoal gray console oh. with an atomic purple controller. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That's trash. I know it is trash. And it's the atomic purple controllers, the, the transparent purple one. The part of the Funtastics. Is that what it's called? Uh, I, I don't know if that specific controller is. It might be, but like that that con that controller came with like every freaking bundle, just about. So we didn't get the cool console. We right. just got the regular chocolate gray. But anyway, this bundle is actually really kind of fascinating. I know we weren't going to do U.S. stuff, but this is fun, and I had to bring it up. Yeah, go for so it. So the bundle included the console, the controller, the Pokemon Stadium game, a Nintendo sixty four transfer pack, and a Pokemon Trainer's journal. Uh, which is a little book that contains tri uh, 
tips and tricks for Pokemon Stadium that could only be obtained by getting this box. And it was written by the people at Nintendo Power, uh, wow. which was a popular magazine back in the day. Pretty cool. And then it also comes with a cool Porygon Pokemon card that was only obtainable through this box again at the time. No I'm sure way. Other ways to a get freaking it now. promo yeah. card. Isn't it cool? That's awesome. And I think, what is it called when it's shiny? Is it called a hollow? I yeah. should know this. So it's like, it was like holographic. It was cool. Very shiny. And in that box, this is the cool part. You thought that was cool? This is even cooler. <laughs> So there's a few other pieces of paperwork uh, for like a Nintendo Power subscription and the manual and all that other junk. But the coolest piece was a piece of paperwork. It was a coupon for Blockbuster. So you take this coupon to a Blockbuster store and you get a free limited edition Pokemon Stadium Master Team poster and a Pokemon Smart Card. I know what you're thinking. That was a mouthful, but also what the hell is a Pokemon (laughs) Smart Card? (laughs) So... There were five of these cards in total. Jigglypuff, there was one with Jigglypuff on the front, Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. And they're just like the size of a regular credit card. And you could use this card to print stickers out uh, so that you could customize your poster. Like that was kind of the whole point. And you use this card in a thing called a Pokemon Station. Do you know what that is? Definitely do not. Oh my gosh, I so so do. I've seen them on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's a... Basically, it's a Pokemon Snap kiosk. It looks pretty standard for a kiosk at the time. It's freaking huge. It's rectangular. It's giant. It's got one of them really old but small like CRT TVs in there that's screaming advertisements at you, right? It's <laughs> trying to push this game. Uh, it's trying to push both Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium because they were out around the same time. Um, and it's got a yellow Nintendo 64 controller attached to it, so you could actually play the game on this kiosk, which is interesting. Wow. As far as the inside goes... Uh, It was a modified Nintendo 64 console that's, like, flipped, like, uh, on its side. So, obviously, it could fit in there, the junk or whatever. Uh, But there's an additional slot for the player's cartridge and a printer that could actually print out the stickers. So, when you put the card in the printer, or when you put the card in the kiosk, you could pick whatever stickers you want, and it would print it out right there for you. And it's so cool. So, that card was probably, like, a one-time use? Yeah, so uh, it's a three dollar uh, value or whatever. So yeah, you put it in for one. If you put the card in, it's one credit. So you get you know a whole sticker sheet and any additional ones you want to pay after that's three dollars. That's super cool and super Nintendo of them. It was only Blockbuster. Wow. Also, the really cool thing is there's an extra slot so the the person could put their card in so they could take pictures from the actual game that they played. So they play the game at home, they take snapshots of it, right? Snapshots of it from Pokemon Snap or whatever. And then they bring it to Blockbuster and they can print the snapshots that they took. I literally never knew this, sheet. dude. That's awesome. It's not awesome. So it really, it's completely customizable. How freaking cool is that? Wow. It's awesome. And then, yeah, I watched a video of someone going to, you know, put a card in there and and print it and they had like the ink cartridges from i can't remember what year it was 2000 something or oh my god 1999 i think and they the, it had ran out of ink so they went and got the boxes of the printer ink and it had like pokemon snap kiosk blah 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 information all over it and they plugged it in and then it worked and then it printed it's holy crap crazy. man <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, like I said, this promotion was available at Blockbuster in North America, Lawson in Japan, and Toys R Us in Meyer or Mayer in Australia. So it was kind of available worldwide, um, and it was introduced in November of 1999 and only lasted about a year. And now they're in the hands of few lucky collectors. And some of them still work. That's so awesome. Which is cool. Last thing, fun fact about the box for the console uh, is that there's an enlarged picture of the Japanese cover of the game with Mewtwo looking all like super manipulate all badass on the back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, Jap- like Japan got the coolest freaking art, man. <laughs> we got lame art. But yeah, that's my first one, I think. I think I would like to own that one now that I've done all this research and how cool it was. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you love yourself some Pokemon Puzzle League. Perfect console to play it on. I do. Oh, so much. I'd yeah, say that, that one was really cool. That is a killer way to start this episode off. Thank you. Uh, I have a super interesting one as well. Kind of a two-for-one for you guys, but we're going to start with Sega. Ooh. Uh, this is a Japanese exclusive that released around 1999, and it is a fully transparent Sega Dreamcast. It is completely, it's a clear translucent, not like, uh, no, no red or blue or anything, just straight up clear, and, Hmm. you know, every single one of us that was born in the 90s loves that crap. We love the freaking (laughs) transparent stuff. I don't know what it is, but, Yeah, um, what is that? (laughs) Uh, I'm like 100% sure that that's like why I became an engineer, like seeing all the hardware and crap inside of my consoles and whatnot, like I love that stuff, but um, this was limited to 500 and it was ex- it was exclusively sold at stores in Japan called HMV, um, but aside from it just being transparent, right on the eject, right on the tray cover is a Seaman silhouette of a seaman and i'm going to pronounce that correctly throughout the entire episode (laughs) um so yeah it's it's a white seaman right there on the front and most people have heard of seaman on the dreamcast it's this crazy game that it's honestly incredible that it ever released outside of japan because it is such a wild and insane game but (laughs) called seaman of course yes <laughs> um and so it comes with the matching vmu memory card as well as the controller both transparent clear and it looks really nice um but yeah aside from that it came bundled with the dream passport 3 disc which i believe is just a web browser i don't know why they got that fancy name over there in japan <laughs> um And, you know, I might not have written this one down if it weren't for the second portion to this, but um, there is a Christmas version of this exact console (laughs) that was literally only sold in December of the same year, 1999, and this might be, I don't know, I don't want to say one of the prettiest consoles I've ever seen, but this red, this Christmassy red is so nice. And it has green, it has a green power button as opposed to the boring gray and a yellow eject button as opposed to the boring gray. Um, The controller is matching and the VMU is matching. They're both this really nice red. 
Dude, they, they literally customized the gray joystick on this controller. It is the same Christmassy green, and it is it has a blue D-pad. This thing is really freaking nice. Um, but the absolute best part is that there is a Seaman on the front, and he is wearing a Santa hat. It is the most ridiculous <gasps> oh! thing. <laughs> I can't believe this exists. That is so exists. cool. Um... It comes with a certificate of authenticity, which also has a seaman wearing a Santa hat. And I freaking love this piece of garbage. Um, somehow there are more copies of this one. There were 850 of these released in Japan. I did not see anything about how it was, you know, how you could acquire it originally. Um, the box says Xmas package on it and Aww. yeah it's uh it's pretty freaking sweet i would not spend as much as these things would probably go for on it there are a few listings on ebay right now all asking a minimum of like 1300 dollars uh, but none have sold in the last few months and that goes for both of these there are there are none um sold recently at least in u.s ebay so if you happen to be That's a Seaman fan, boy, do I have some consoles for you. Seaman. You said this was in <laughs> Japan only, right? Yeah. Dude, that is so strange because, like, Japanese people don't even really celebrate Christmas. So, like, for them to go all out for this is kind of funny because they're not Christians, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I figured that's why it says Xmas package on it as opposed to Christmas package. Um, that is so strange. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And they also that, had, you know, Sega also did that Saturn, um, the the Knights Christmas version, which I guess that came out here. But yeah, it's a very good point you bring up there. You know what's a tradition? I'm pretty sure it's for Christmas for Japanese people to do. You know what they eat on Christmas? What? KFC chicken. <laughs> what? I kid you not. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Get back to us next episode. That's so much Christmas meat to them. That is so strange, though. I think that might be the strangest one on the list, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so you're right. definitely getting more than 30 from us, because I have a couple that are two-for-ones in here. I have, let's see, I have 18, but like I said, some, like you said, some of them are, um, some of them were two-for-ones, and then I went down a rabbit hole, and then I could not explain <laughs> it. All right, but what anyway, you got? This one is odd. It's weird. It's uh, MTV GameCubes. I'm sure you've seen these. Oh, yeah. So these were unlicensed releases by MTV in Europe. There were five designs total and only 29 made, apparently. Um, it looks like to be all the consoles were like painted, not like spray painted, but like actually like nice quality paint. It's not like a sticker or a wrap or anything. It's like actually painted. So there were five designs total. There's Canadian Maple Wood Edition, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's like wood grain GameCube with a big MTV logo on the top. Heck yeah. Only apparently, according to conservations, only five of this one were made. There's also a camouflage OTAN. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be NATO. That's what I saw when I looked up because it's camouflage. Interesting. I don't know, dog, but it's it's a bright camo. It's bright camo around all the sides, and it's dark green on the top. 
uh, with a camo and red MTV logo on the top. Um, apparently, this was MTV's favorite, so they ordered nine of these to be made. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Yeah, we want four more of those. Then, the third one is a Snow White Metallic Edition, which is basically just a white GameCube with a blue, like a, um, I don't know, wintry, like, blue logo on top, MTV logo on top. Five of these ones are made. Then, everyone's favorite brand, Gucci. There was a Tom Ford Gucci Edition, which is, like, an ugly-ass maroon-brown color with a red and yellow MTV logo on top. Like I said, inspired by the brand Gucci. Five of those guys were made. And then my favorite, which I think is the most beautifulest of all of them, is a Paul Smith edition. This one is uh, striped, so there's stripes on all around the sides. And it's like different colors, like reds, blues, greens, whites, blacks, all different colors, all different uh, thicknesses of stripes. So it looks really clean. Um, And it's got a black and white MTV logo on top. And only two of these ones were made. So, of course, this is the one that I like. (laughs) Also... If you're doing the math on that, I said there was 29 made in total, and the ones that I just said only add up to 26, so there's some discrepancy there. I don't know if that's three of them just disappeared or what. (laughs) That sounds like the kind of crap you get on console variations. (laughs) But apparently they were given away from MTV during the December Christmas uh, or Xmas daily MTV broadcast on the radio in 2003. So one console was given away every day of December except for the 25th and the 20 or the 31st. So and it was not I, in the US. Around out there. No. That's Europe. weird. I also didn't know that MTV was big other place than the states, but right. Maybe that's just my ignorance, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, very strange. And I looked on like eBay's, I even looked on the um, UK eBay, nothing. None for sale. Um, so I don't know if they're still floating around out there or not. I didn't know there were that many. Like, I feel like I've heard of one or two, but I had no idea there were that many of them. Yep. What a weird thing. But it was 2003. What do you expect? Um, I'll do a short one like that. We have the Game Boy Micro. I have no Game Boy Micros in my collection. They Have you ever, like, held one? Do you have any? Um, No. <laughs> Have you ever held one? No, actually. These things are so, like, I can't believe how small they are. Like, like the first time you see a, an NES classic and you're like, whoa, I didn't know that it was going to be that small. It's like that. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I don't know, this thing is super tiny. I think it does have a backlit screen and it's, like, rechargeable. But the buttons, the start and select buttons on the front light up. Like, this thing is, like, high whoa. tech compared to, like, all the other Game Boys. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's aside from the point. We're going to talk about a Game Boy Micro that only released in Japan, and it was around 2006, and most people, I'm going to stop saying most people, a lot of people have seen this. It's like (laughs) super common. It is the Mother 3 Deluxe Box. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a, I guess, for those of you that don't know, Micros came with interchangeable faceplates, and it was like kind of a draw to picking one up. You could buy one and then change the faceplates out. So this one comes with a special Mother 3 faceplate that um, it is maroon and it's got some weird designs on it. I really don't know how to describe it, but it it's <laughs> like it looks like 
someone has been spending like 50 hours a day on it for the last year and it looks like it's worn down <laughs> specifically where your thumbs are um huh. so like around the d-pad around the a and b button there's like white because it looks like it's worn out and then outside of that there's like a different shade of red slash maroon and it just looks worn down and um I don't know. It's, it's a really weird thing that exists. It says Mother 3 on the top right. It says Nintendo. And the actual console itself, not the faceplate, is just a nice Mother 3 red. Um, the box is a pretty plain Mother 3 red color. Like, super simplistic, but it looks nice. And, yeah, as far as acquiring one of these, there were probably several thousand of them made... Um, I believe that it was just a limited edition that you could go to the store and buy around the year 2006. Hmm. Um, as far as like the design that I just poorly tried to explain, maybe if I played <laughs> the game, I would have a better idea, but I don't know. It just looks like some ugly blobs to me. <laughs> Who looked at that? Who designed that and says, yep, that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like that. All the Mother 3 fans out there listening are, like, so, I don't know, insulted by what we're talking about right now. Um, eBay, it's... you can buy one loose right now for, like, 500 bucks, and I'm like... Oh, bargain. It, there's a ton of them listed, so, um, I don't know, it's, it's pretty easy to find, but because it is Mother and, you know, the Mother series, they just don't get... First of all, they don't get any games, right? So the few games that they got and the few, like, promotional things that they got, people are definitely picking up. Um, you can get, like, if you're patient, a recent auction sold for a complete in-box one for 520 So I think wait for an auction if you want this thing. Um, yeah, that's the Mother 3 Game Boy Micro. Wow. No wonder why they're so angry. They don't get any games. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. My next one is a rather short one again, because I didn't know that it existed. And I don't know if anyone else did. (laughs) I'm sure, actually, that's a lie. I'm sure a lot of people did. I should stop saying that. So this one is the celebration of the 50 millionth PlayStation 2. Yeah, you know, I, I saw this one and I totally didn't know it existed. So you're not alone. Yes. Okay. Woo. Validation. So to celebrate the 50 millionth PS2 sold, Sony released some cool colors of the OG fat PS2. And they look, by the way, gorgeous. So there's three colors. Japan got all three and Europe only got one of them. And I'll explain that in a sec. Uh, so Japan got a metallic pink console. So it's it's pink, but it also looks kind of metallic Not necessarily shiny, like shimmery, but metallic. You all know what that looks like. And it's called the Sakura Pink console which is sakura is like uh, cherry blossom so it's that color pink there was between 10,000 and 50,000 consoles sold so this was uh the one that i guess had the biggest print because the other ones were only a thousand to five hundred um and it also comes with a matching controller this next one came out in both japan and europe it's the aqua blue console it's like a light silvery blue kind of color so kind of metallic-y like I said, between 1,000 and 500 were made. And it comes with a matching controller and a memory card. So I don't know if the other one had a matching memory card, but I saw the picture of this one with a memory card. 
Um, and then the third one is Japan also got a metallic silver console. So that one's just silvery, very metallic-y, a uh, little bit shimmery, and it had between 1,000 and 500 consoles. So that's cool. We didn't get them, probably why I didn't know about them. But I would totally have gotten the blue one. It's so pretty. Did you say these are for 50 million units sold? Yeah. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. I mean, I don't know why we didn't get it here. It's not like the PS2 wasn't a massive freaking hit over here. Yeah, really. I'm sure I'm... You know what? I don't even want to say that. I think maybe we got some other kind of celebration thing, but... Because I didn't specifically look it up, but I'm going to probably say we didn't. But maybe. Uh, Let me take it back to the Dreamcast with this next one here. We have probably i don't know this is probably one of the coolest ones on my list especially if you are a resident evil fan we have two different biohazard code veronica consoles that released around the year 2000 um the first one we're going to talk about here is red it is transparent on the top half and the bottom is like a dark gray black color and it does indeed have a matching controller um, it comes nice. with a whole bunch of freaking Biohazard Code Veronica swag, if you will. Um, and what did I forget to mention? The the console is... What did I forget to mention here? Why am I losing my train of thought, Hannah? Um, there are 1,800 of these things made. It was released in Japan. Oh, I was going... I remember what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Biohazard is the name for the Resident Evil franchise, I think, everywhere except here. So, the Biohazard oh. Code Veronica. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, this thing's cool enough as it is. I think you could just go to the store and buy it once again. Um, but then there's this freaking blue one. And it says... So, same thing. It's black on the bottom, but it's got blue transparent on the top half. It is a blue transparent controller included with it. But it says stars on it. It's got a stars logo, and it says on the front... Not stars like my Switch Lite, to be clear. <laughs> um, oh, I was like, huh? <laughs> stars, like, S-T-A-R-S, like it's normally spelled. And it says Raccoon City Police Department on it, and... Uh, I, I literally have played very little Resident Evil in my life, but I'm assuming that that is a big, you know, police department in the game. And there were only 200 of this one made. So, Ooh. I don't know what's going on with this. There's not a lot of information online, but the red one, when you look at the box, it totally advertises the red one and the blue one on the back of the box. Um, which I find weird. But this blue one for some reason had literally a fraction of the quantities produced i don't know how you were able to acquire it i feel like 200 is kind of a lot for it to be a giveaway so maybe it was like i don't, I don't know maybe it was a store exclusive or something could be but it once again like came one with store <laughs> yeah right it, it once again came with some code veronica stuff inside the box and yeah, there are none listed for the blue one on eBay. The red one's going to cost you a minimum of, once again, $1,300 on US eBay. Uh, and the fun, the most fun fact here is that on October 12th of last year, 2022, a blue one complete in box sold from Japan for $18,000 US dollars. Whoa. So. Oh, my lord. That is 
quite a bit of money. I'm not a financial advisor. I would say don't spend $18,000 on this. Um, hmm. There is a plate on the back of every one of these blue ones that tells you what number it is out of 200. And this Ooh, one cool. was number 172. And it was like practically in new condition. So, yeah. That thing, both wow. of those are gorgeous. That is cool. Dang, man, Japan gets the cool stuff. Yep, we're going to keep saying that for the rest of the episode for sure. Yeah, we are. Okay, next. I have the Nintendo 64 Zelda Ocarina of Time. That was a Swedish exclusive. It's a PAL version. It's called the Zelda Special Value Pack. Did you know about this one? I did not. So this bundle comes in a slick black Nintendo 64 box. Uh, it's like the PAL version one where like the Zelda logo is all gold. I know you've seen that and just like the normal uh, PAL cover of the game and the box. The bundle comes with a copy of Ocarina of Time, Super Mario 64, a cool Zelda uh, pin. It's the Hylian shield and the Master Sword behind it. It's tiny. It's like two inches, but it's kind of like brushed metal, you know, like not the shiny metal, but like kind of mm, yeah. tinted. You know what I'm talking about? Um, it also had a guide for Ocarina of Time and the standard charcoal version of the console in a light gray controller. So that's not any fun. But the box and the bundle <laughs> is really cool. Um, it says Zelda special value pack on like every side of the console and it has the classic orange and red back with like uh, all the other or promoing like all the other screenshots of other games like Wave Race, Banjo Kazooie, all that, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty normal. And also, I thought because this was a Swedish exclusive that the writing would be in Swedish, but it's not, it's all in English. Not that Swedish people can't speak English. I just, you know, thought that if they were marketing it to Sweden, the Swedes, that they'd put it in Swedish, but no, yeah. it's all in English. Interesting. Yeah, that's all I got about it, but it is really nice looking and I had no idea it existed at all. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I've definitely ne never heard of that. I'm sure that pin is stupidly hard to find in 2023. Oh, I'm sure. And it's small, too. It's like you, mm. now they give you like ginormous pins that are like five <laughs> inches. And you're like, I'm never going to wear this. But this one's like tiny and cute. Yeah. Nice. Good choice. Uh, number four for me. Thank you. We have, we're going into the Nintendo DS Lite here. I have the Pokemon daisuke club consoles there are this is yet another multi one here for you guys um so we're gonna talk about four here let me start with the first three because they're all related but um basically in japan there's something japan like from the pokemon official website there's something called the pokemon daisuke club and i believe like the the u.s version of that is called pokemon trainer club i think i don't see my note yeah pokemon trainer club and i don't know it's just like an online place to hang out get news and be sucked into the world of pokemon with other fans <laughs> and um nintendo or the pokemon company held um giveaways for once again japanese fans on this fan sites between like 2006 to 2008 is roughly when this these giveaways occurred um you could win 
a completely white Nintendo DS Lite that says Pokemon Daisuke Club on the front. It's got some super lame, fine print underneath it that's like copyright 2008, blah, blah, blah. It's like, did you no. really have to put that on the front they of ruined the DS? <laughs> um, and then, so there's three different ones. One is Turtwig, one is Piplup, and one is Chimchar, the three, the, the three starters for Gen 4. And the design is like depending on which Pokemon, it is four faces, like a happy, a sad, a neutral, and a laughing. Like, four different faces of said Pokemon. And, yeah, you could win. There were 150 of each of these made, according to console variations. Um, so, like, honestly, that's a lot of freaking winners for a giveaway. If there's three of these, you know, that's 450 consoles that were given away. So that is pretty sweet. Oh, wow. Um, all of them came in like these really nice, super large boxes, not super large, but large for a DS, um, boxes that had like designs of each of the Pokemon on it. Uh, so there's like just a giant face on one side and then there's like 12 faces doing different emotions on the back. It's freaking adorable, honestly. Um, yeah. And so let me see what other notes I have here. Yeah, I don't have the details <clears throat> for, like, what you had to do to enter. Maybe you just had to be signed up with your email and everything, and you just entered to win. Um, but then there's another one that is a Pikachu edition, right? Because Pikachu always has to be involved, you know. There's always the starters <laughs> and then Pikachu. Of course, um, of course. So there's that one. It's the same thing. you got four different faces, but the crazy thing is that there is a variant of the Pikachu one. And that's where it gets kind of convoluted. Oh, no. Because I don't know all the details, right? So I can't sit here. I, I have no idea, like, which one came from which contest. But it says it's the same thing. It's got four faces. But it says Pokemon Daisuke Club in, like, a different font. Like, it's completely different. And uh, I, it's super interesting. You know, maybe... No, I don't. I can't even begin to imagine like why they would go with Pikachu twice for two different contests. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's that. I would say the only ones I've seen on sold U.S. listings were one of the Pikachu ones, and it was like two hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. So I feel like the Pikachu one has to be more common than the others because that is not very expensive for what it is. Really? In my opinion. Huh. But yeah, that is cool. A lot of the information on these on console variations seems super incorrect. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also ran into the same thing. Wow. That's really fascinating. I've never seen those consoles before. Yeah, right. Why does Pokemon get all of the coolest stuff? Because Pokemon like, sells like hotcakes. Yeah, but these weren't... I mean, I we don't know if they were for sale, but... I mean, I guess Pokemon is just that powerful. They can put it on anything. And people are like, <laughs> I want it. I want it. That's crazy. I tried. Yeah, for this list, there is so many Pokemon things for like every single console. But I tried to only do the one because there are an absurd amount. Yeah, I think that's my only one as well. So mine number five, kind of, it's a mystery, right? We don't know where it came from, where it goes. But... It's the Coca-Cola White DSi Lite. Oh, I mean, let's DSi, go. there's no light. DSi. 
So this is an unlicensed release by Coca-Cola somewhere in Japan. Who knows where? <laughs> so I was looking up, and apparently this guy just bought this the D, this DS that I light from a random Japanese store in 2019 and has been able to find any information about it. Oh, wow. So it's a white DSi with a red Coca-Cola vending machine logo-esque thing with a crown on top of it. And the year 2008 printed underneath that. Uh, there is some writing underneath, like, the picture, kind of. And it's in it's in Japanese. But translated it uh, to National Vendor Merchandising Championship. So, <laughs> people are assuming that Coca-Cola bought this DSi. And they branded it with this logo. And it was, I guess, for some internal com- uh, competition by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola to promote like sales, I guess, from vendors. So it's like whichever store gets the highest sales, management will win this DSI, blah, blah, blah. Um, which companies do all the time. But the fact that this guy found it randomly and has no information on it, he even uh, made like a Google Doc or whatever and wrote down everything that he knew about it, where he got it, blah, 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 all this stuff. So I looked at the document. And he had, it was missing the stylus, it had a 2 gigabyte SD card on it, and inside the camera app, there were three pictures, which feels like total privacy um, <laughs> violation, but he says, there were two pictures of a Japanese male with some kind of warped filter on, I don't know what that means, and he didn't, <laughs> he didn't post the picture, he says he's going to keep that private for now, so I don't know if it's a messed up picture or he just wants to you know pr- you know protect the privacy of the person who took the picture i don't know i don't want to know but i thought it was interesting so i'd mention it <laughs> um the other picture is a picture of five people sitting on a train so you know i don't know and there wasn't any like recording like audio recording or anything like that or any additional software on it at all so it's like coco had this competition whoever won this competition was like i don't want this what this is so dumb and then probably just forgot about it or like put it in their desk and then i don't know because you think if they won it and they weren't interested in it they'd maybe give it to an employee or like sell it or give it to a kid as a gift or something but it just seems like they saw the camera feature and they're like oh this is cool let's take a picture and then forgot about it forever yeah, that is, that's the kind of crap that I love to learn about. That is so interesting and ridiculous. It's a mystery. But anyway, also that came with a console, there was two pins. One of them was absolutely related. It had the same vending machine logo on it and everything. And the other one may or may not have been related. It was a Coca-Cola pin. And it was like a, the classic Coca-Cola bottle, but like like abstract colors spraying out of it. Like some kind of like art, but it was like just abstract. So I don't know if that one's related to it, but super interesting. And it's a mystery. I searched the internet everywhere and I couldn't find anything. So he, he bought like a, um, he, he bought it from a game store in Japan. Is that what you said? Yeah. A Japanese, he just says a random Japanese store in 2019. That's, oh, recently. That's super cool. Yeah, but it was from 2008. Right. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one. I really don't. It's just interesting. 
It's a story that we'll never know the answers to. I love that. You know, it's crazy, like, how many Coca-Cola consoles there are out there. Like, if you just go on that console variation site and search Coca-Cola, it's, there's a large amount. It's wild. There are, but this one was the most fascinating to me. No doubt. It's just so random. All right. Um, we're going to top it off. Not top it off. We're going to move on to Zelda once again here. This one might be on your list, but it is European exclusive. It's a 24 karat gold Game Boy Advance SP. Mm. It's not on your list? It is on my list, but it's not the one on my list. It, All right. It was the end of the rabbit hole for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess I already mentioned it. We'll go ahead and talk about it. This thing was basically Willy Wonka gone Nintendo Game Boy Advance SP. So, um, so, okay, so six of them, seven of them were made. Six of them were given away to people who purchased a Game Boy Advance SP and opened it up. And wow, there's a golden Willy Wonka ticket up in here. Um, that's like, in layman's terms, that's basically what happened. Um, the console variations didn't say like which, uh, like I guess like which Game Boy Advance SPs could have possibly had this golden ticket inside. I'm assuming it was the other, you know, I'm assuming it was the Minish Cap Game Boy Advance SP that was also being sold around 2004. Um, yeah, it was okay. So basically, this console could literally only six people could win it. And there's a seventh one that was made for this gaming magazine from the UK called Games TM, in which they did a giveaway. Uh, basically, to describe the console, it is it's pure 24 karat gold on the outside, and I imagine it's very heavy. <laughs> um, but this thing is super cool. There are obviously not a lot of consoles that are made with actual gold. Um, I'm glad that one is, I'm glad it's a freaking Zelda related thing because that is super cool. And I think of gold with the Triforce and everything. I will say that the Minish Cap GBA SP, oh, that's probably the one that's on your list, huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that one actually has a Triforce on it. Whereas this one just is made of gold. There's no design at all. Um, but you don't really care cause you're literally holding gold. Well, maybe. Maybe. I have I have some conflicting information over here. Oh, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, apparently 6 like you, that was accurate. 6 of the 2500 uh the vintage cap, the gold ones that you said, just the regular old gold ones, had a Willy Wonka style golden ticket in there and if you got it, then you could redeem a 24 karat gold Game Boy SP. Like you said, um you also said there might have possibly been a seventh as part of a giveaway, but that existence of that one has never been confirmed. Interesting. Also, it is weird that despite the very real promotion material out there, because I've seen it, it's pretty cool, right? Everyone loves a shiny golden Zelda thing. None of the systems have actually been confirmed. There are reports and tweets that they may have found. There's a YouTuber called El Sonic. L Supersonic Q, oh, he yeah. dug deeper in the story and indeed find what seems to be two authentic consoles, but they didn't come in any boxes, no like paperwork, no nothing. So we don't know if they're actually real or not, or someone just created them, like heard the story and just decided to create them. 
So we don't know if they're actually real. Nintendo has said nothing about it. No one said nothing about it. And also, they're not made out of 24 karat gold. They're just, it's, let's see, what's it called? It's called electroplated, which means basically just putting a metallic gold coating on side of the regular plastic of the housing. So it's not real. It's not heavy. Well, this just, just keeps getting lamer stuff. and lamer. Uh-huh. And like you said, there's no Triforce or Hylian Crest on the inside. It's literally just gold and shiny. And we don't even know if the ones that are out there are actually real. Yeah, there are four pictures on console variations, but you're right. I mean, these could have been uploaded by anybody. So, again, it's one of those mysterious things. We're not sure. I'm sure... I mean, they... they I don't know. Like, I want to believe they're out there somewhere. Like, a lot of these giveaway consoles... I just assume, like, this was an era where video game collecting wasn't a thing, right? Like, you were one of, like, I don't know, a million people if you were freaking collecting video games in the early 2000s. And so, the people winning these things could have been children or, like, a parent just gave it to their child, you know? Like, not specifically this 24 karat gold one, but, like, any of these giveaway consoles. And so, yeah, like, what happened to them after that is just, who who the heck knows? But I that's bet what makes it 95% of them are in a dumpster somewhere. Right. In a landfill or at the bottom of the ocean. Right. For sure. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I love that it says seven of these exist. And on console variations, it says six users own this console. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw that too. I was like, <laughs> you're a liar. I hate this website. Or there was there. I saw a bunch that were like one, only one made, and like eighteen people said they had it. And I was like, <laughs> no way, <laughs> no way. I love it. All right. Um. So I will go back and talk about just the regular old golden Zelda Minish Cap Game Boy Advances because this one's different. There's actually two different versions. Did you know that? No. Or not versions, releases. Okay. So this specific release was only available in Europe and was only available via the Club Nintendo in 2004. So this one came bundled with a copy of Minish Cap, a t-shirt, and a certificate. So different than the normal one that comes in like a square box, because that's the one I'm sure you're familiar with, right? Uh, I'm hardly familiar with it, but on the advertisement (laughs) for the 24 karat gold one, I do see a box that you're probably referencing. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. Uh, so the console itself is very pretty. It's vibrant. It's gold. It's slightly, there's a slightly darker gold Triforce on the top. And then when you open it, there's a um, Hylian Crest on the left side of the start button, uh, which is really pretty. It's the AGS-001 model, meaning it's not the fancy backlit one. It's just the front lit. So good luck playing that one in the dark. <laughs> um, and it came in this really nice, like sleek gold looking box. Um, kind of looked like a like a dozen donut box. Like it opened that way, and it had all the things like uh, strategically aligned in it. Opens like briefcase style. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it was mm, super nice. And only 300 of those were made. Dang. So, but it's the same console, like I said, that came in like the little box. Uh, that one came out in both Europe and Australia. Mm. So. A little bit different. It's the same console. Uh, like we said, 2,500 of those guys were made, and then that's the one that included the Willy Wonka golden ticket to false lies of gold. <laughs> oh, I yeah, guess. I want one of those. And I will say that if you look on eBay, there are so many fake ones, it is not even funny. 
Yeah, because, I mean, that's, like, people love to mod Game Boys and make custom shells. Like, I, I doubt anyone's, like, trying to... Well, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I, I think that uh, people love to make repros with that shell, for sure. Yeah, because I was looking for one, because I saw this a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god, that is so awesome. And I was like, there's no way this console is only, like, 50 bucks. There's no way. And then I looked at it further, and you can get, like, a cheap shell, like, a third-party, like, cheap Chinese shell or whatever, for, like, 10, 15 bucks. And then you can put, like, another one in there. And you wouldn't, you couldn't be able to tell the difference from, like, an eBay listing unless you, like, really closely looked at the pictures. I mean, like, the button's, like, slightly off, or there's, like, a drip of paint or blah, blah, blah. So just be careful if you're looking for one. I guess the only way to get a good one is uh, to buy it brand new. Yeah, just gotta buy it factory sealed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's stick to the Game Boy Advance SP train here. You're done with that one, right? Yep. Uh, this I've definitely never heard of in my life. This is the... Uh, this is the name that is on console variations. Samus Satin Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> I saw that. So this thing... Uh, I had to look way deeper than console variations went on it, but it's actually really freaking cool. It's a Japan exclusive. Only Club Nintendo members could enter the giveaway for it. And basically, you would have had to have purchased Metroid Zero Mission, registered it on the Club Nintendo website like you did back then, and there were only 80 winners. Um, this thing is... I'm realizing now that my picture is different than... Dang it. All right. Well, good thing I wrote a lot uh -oh. of notes on it. Um, it's a two-tone <laughs> GBA SP. The top shell is that reddish, orangish, orangish um, Samus color. And then the, the bottom is just the orange Samus color. So you combine it and you get Samus, right? So it's got in the bottom <laughs> oh, right cool. corner of the... If you open up the clamshell, the bottom right corner has this really neat, intricate, like, design of two chozos which are the bird-like people in the franchise and a little kid with them almost like walking uh with them like you do with your parents holding hands and there's like a little sun and you can tell that it's meant to look like cave wall drawings or engravings um which adds up you know all of this is like kind of adding up to be like hey this is the history of samus samus was raised by the chozos as we all know who have played the game and um that's kind of what this is insinuating it's super cool um and the fact that there's literally only 80 of them makes it even cooler i just wish that i owned it <laughs> um <laughs> so I had, to, I had to translate a web page that was from the early 2000s to find this info but basically oh dang it i messed it up hannah there's I gotta read my notes here real quick. So, there was a... There was an orange and red version of this that you could get by sending in your Famicom version Game Boy Advance SP console and by spending 600 Club Nintendo points. And they would send you back... So, basically... There's this Famicom GBASP you could buy in Japan. If you had that and then Metroid Zero Mission came out and you're like, wow, I really wish I had the Metroid Zero Mission Game Boy Advance SP, you could literally send in your console and pay 600 Club Nintendo points 
and then they would send you back this red and orange two-tone Game Boy Advance SP, which is the weirdest thing. Whoa. But that tells me that this thing must be insanely rare, right? Because <laughs> that, like, who did that? Very few people did that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I What I think is what they did is, like, they had some leftover parts, and they were like, all right, we're going to take apart this Famicom one that they send in, <laughs> and then we're going to put, put a different a bottom on half <laughs> on it. Right. Um, right, so to clear up the misunderstanding there, there was this weird two-tone one that you could send in your Famicom one in exchange for, and then there's also the one that I said with the little engraving in the bottom right corner, and that one only had 80 winners for a giveaway. Wow. Uh, so obviously both of them probably really freaking rare, and both of them really freaking cool. That is really cool. What do you think the process time was between them sending it <laughs> them putting their shells on and then sending it back man i don't know what it's like in japan but here in the states it would not have been pretty you probably would have been with like who would want to be <laughs> without their console for that many months you know i was just thinking that like what kid would do that yeah now if i knew in the future that my console would be really rare i'd do it right now nintendo <laughs> what do you want from me i'll send you anything yeah absolutely huh that's so interesting i wonder how many people did it yeah that That's a number that, we'll, that we'll literally never know. Dang it. What a mystery. All right. Are you ready for a long one? Yeah, man. Okay. This one is the Nintendo DS Lite Swarovski Crystal Nintendogs console. Oh, let's go. You know what Swarovski crystals are? I do. They're like in every mall across America. <laughs> they sell crystals of whatever you want. Disney princesses, frogs... Uh, I'm sure there's some nativity scenes out there. Whatever you want, they got it. <laughs> they also a collab with Nintendo. This is a official a collaboration with Nintendo. And I think it is one of the most Y2K things I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Apparently, it was released by Nintendo in the UK in collaboration with Paris Hilton. <laughs> oh my Why? goodness why so there were two versions uh in the pick on the website uh one features a dalmatian in cute nintendogs fashion you all know the one the cute one that looks at you and licks your face or whatever on the screen uh along with a logo and a little paw print on the cover uh that's like the top and it was on top of a light pink ds light uh the other designs were more just like angular stripes and shapes and like triangles and whatnot they're just like really generic designs so obviously the nintendogs one with the pink and the pretty dog was like the highlight of the whole collection the other ones were just like still expensive don't get me wrong but just like you know they're just there yeah so they're between get this one and 50 were made <laughs> so could just be one it could be a lot I don't know how many were made of the other consoles. It didn't give me specifics on that one. But there are Sororski-covered DS lights out there for you to purchase. And Sororski crystals, they're not cheap. Mm. So um, expect to pay a pretty penny for these. Also, Unless... this, isn't, this isn't the best part. There's so much more. It's not even funny. <laughs> so... We're researching this one. Apparently, Nintendo has kind of a long history with these bedazzled consoles in the 2000s, but there's <laughs> more. Also, I was thinking, 
why was this a thing? But then I like thought back to the 2000s, right? We were young in the 2000s, but you know, we were coming of age. We were looking at magazines, you know, the TV and whatnot. <laughs> this is the era where like everything from phone cases to like crop top tank tops were just bedazzled. Women were wearing low rise jeans and velvet track suits with words on their ass. And men <laughs> had frosted tips and were drowning in denim. I know you know what I'm talking about. Bedazzled is the perfect way to describe these consoles. Have you? Are you looking at them? I Aren't saw them crazy? yesterday when I was doing research. <laughs> they're just... They, honestly, that's not my style. It's never been my style. I think they're ugly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in 2005, Nintendo did the same Swarovski crystal style, console style with the OG DS model in collaboration with New York City Peach or NYC Peach and sold exclusively at the Nintendo at the World Nintendo Store in New York. So I know these are in the U.S., but I just I, I fell down this rabbit hole and I had to bring you along with me. <laughs> so the top of this console had a pink Nintendox paw print. I don't know why Nintendox was like the thing. I guess they were like trying to market to like the Beverly Hills legally blonde Chihuahua in the purse thing because. <laughs> I mean, who else be buying these consoles, you know? That's perfectly described right there. So there's a pink Nintendox paw print in the middle, surrounded by clear crystals, and was made, obviously, to promote, I guess, one of the releases of Nintendogs. I know there's a bunch on the DS, so I don't know specifically which one it is, but yeah. one of them. There were roughly 10 designs in total, with the Nintendogs console being, obviously, the center, uh, while the others were just generic angular designs, like I said earlier. Different year, different DS model, but same Swarovski crystal styles. I mean, they're all just like weird generic besides Nintendogs. The Nintendogs console cost $800, so super cheap. Uh, while the other consoles uh, range from uh, 500 to 600 so really affordable for the average Joe. These weren't even giveaways. These are like, go to the, go to the freaking jewelry store and buy a DS. Go to the World Nintendo oh, store that's in right. New York and buy these. <laughs> anyway so this specific nintendogs model color is candy pink if you know anything about the colors which i didn't until reading this this color was exclusive to japan prior to this release oh but nyc peach specifically requested this color for this release so this is the only way to get it for eight hundred dollars <laughs> that makes it at least a little cool oh you think just a little cool <laughs> Anyway, so in terms of the color, it's just like a slightly darker pink than the pink that we got here. I, I mean, if you like pink, I guess, but that's your thing. So interesting fact about the box. The color code on the box says JPN, obviously referring to Japan, uh, despite the rest of the box saying that it was selling only in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. So mm. like only one of those things are correct. It was only <laughs> sold in the U.S. and only at the New York store. So I don't know whose decision that was. Uh, the console comes with a velvet pouch like expensive jewelry or crystals would. Like just that like a uh, little velvety cloth but they just kind of made it into a pouch so you could carry it. And over 2,000 hand-placed crystals on top. My gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then of course it came with all the other like chargers and, and manuals and blah 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 that the other DS's come with. But 2,000 hand-placed no less. That's incredible. So there are only two known to exist as of a year ago, so I don't know if this has been updated or not. 
One of them, I think, is still on display in the Nintendo store in New York City. So if you've been to the store, you may or may not have seen it, if it's still there. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So it could be the rarest DS Lite console ever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the other one went. But we know one still exists in the store. That's amazing. And that's that's not even it. There's more. Good. So then I saw another Nintendo and Swarovski Crystal DS Lite collaboration in 2007. So this one looks way better. The Swarovski hand placed crystal people, they like stepped up their game so much. <laughs> I was reading an article posted on Wired, or posted by Wired on April 9th, 2007. And the World Nintendo store in New York came out with five crystal designs for the DS Lite. There's five new ones. All right. Uh, the article mentions five, but there's only pictures of four. Hmm. Uh, if you're looking up at it on the internet, I think it only shows you four. Um, and I'll explain that in a second. So the article mentions five, but there are only four in the picture. There's a Yoshi's Island one with Baby Mario on the back of Yoshi. Oh. Uh, in front of a clear, uh, clear and red crystal, like, spiral radical design. Like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like. No. <laughs> alternating red and yellow in a spiral. Okay. Like a radiant spiral, like straight lines. I don't know. Um, then there's one with Mario walking with one of his hands up, waving on a blue and clear crystal radical background. Then there's also a spirit tracks or phantom hourglass. I don't know which one it is. Link swinging his sword towards you. He also has his heart and his magic gauge on the left side of the console. Uh, and his is on a dark green and light green radical background. Uh, there's also a Super Mario Bros. one with the actual words Super Mario Bros. spelled out. Uh, above the words is a flying Koopa or a paracoopa. Paratroopa? I don't know. The flying one. Uh, and then a big Mario with from like the overall buttons up. So it's basically just his head doing his signature uh, pose of punching the air. The background of this one is mostly clear and then one thick stripe of teal blue and then purple. And then a purple stripe underneath that. According to the article though, the Super Mario Bros. wasn't for sale at all. So, couldn't even buy that one. It was just there. And I did see a listing for it. I don't, I don't think it was on eBay. I think it was like some fancy auction website for $100,000. Heck yeah. So, that's your thing, whatever. All these consoles were sold for retail of $600. Uh, and then you're looking at the website. There's another uh, one which may or may not have been the fifth one. It's a uh, um, Nintendo World cover. Uh, which is just like the plain text Nintendo World on it. Nintendo is in blue, World is in black with a blue O. And then there's another big blue O in the right side of the corner. I don't know what that is. I don't know if maybe that was the old logo for the building in 2007. I'm not sure. But I think that might have been the fifth one that the article didn't mention. And also, I didn't write it down because I didn't want to go into more Swarovski Crystal stuff. But there's also a Swarovski Crystal Wii floating around out there somewhere. I just saw that one. That's freaking nice right there. Mm-hmm. So, it's shining. It's sparkling out there somewhere. Man, it's, I'm, once again, not a financial advisor. But in terms of bang for your buck, these are the way to go here. <laughs> They're freaking fancy, man. That's pretty crazy. It's weird. I don't know if they actually ended up selling a whole lot, though. Especially because they didn't weren't even selling some of the ones that they showed. Right. And there was only two of the other one. I don't know. It's there unlikely that they went into the garbage. So somebody has them. Some Swarovski crystal <laughs> and gamer at the same time collector. 
just that small overlap has it somewhere. I'm going to take us into another DS. This one is really freaking cool in my opinion. We're going to go to April of 2005 here. Um, you ever heard of the game Electroplankton? Nope. Same. Uh, I don't know if it even released here. I probably should have looked that up. But this is for sure a Japanese console here. So, 2005. DS hadn't been out super long. The... This, this game, Electroplankton, was a Nintendo DS game published by Nintendo. And I guess they wanted to promote the living heck out of it. Because they held a conference in Tokyo at the Harajuku Fashion Center to promote this game that they were publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... Oh, a, a lot of this show was displaying the DS and this game specifically, but a large portion of it was showcasing the developer's art. It's this guy named Toshio Iwai, and he developed the game almost like by himself. I didn't look too much into that, but like I don't know, I like he either did this entire game by himself or like almost by himself. So that's uh, that's interesting, but. Basically, to get into the console here, um, console variations has the information all wrong. Good, good for y'all. <laughs> I looked up uh, an IGN article from 2005-ish. Um, the IGN went to this conference, and they said that there were... What is the number? I think 10... It's, it didn't say an exact number. There were some DSs being given away. All you had to do was fill out this survey while you were at the convention. Uh, and I can't tell if it's the lighting, but I think that this is a... Like, it's a really bad picture. I think it's a light pink kind of Nintendo DS, the original DS, big bulky model. And on the cover, there is like this circle with some electroplankton design. If you saw the cover of the game, like you would be able to recognize this. I literally, I cannot describe what this design is, but uh, it's electroplankton-y. <laughs> um, so that's cool. That's cool enough as it is. There was probably 10-ish of those given away to winners from people that attended this convention. Um, but the real reason that I wrote this down is because there was one DS that was on display that was shown off here um i believe this picture was probably taken by some ign employee and it posted it on the internet in 2005 and it survived you know 18 years now which is super cool but this console is shown fully open and it's showing it's showing playing the game electroplankton but this thing looks like swiss cheese it has been like hole punched in about 50 different spots on the top and bottom of the clamshell and like just varying sizes from like a millimeter to like an inch big like these holes are everywhere in the console and it looks super freaking cool you can see like the speaker through some of these holes you can see the motherboard you can see all kinds of crap um and that's where console variations gets it wrong. They kind of thought that, like, hey, these there were, like, ten of these given away. But as a matter of fact, this one was on display, and it was made by the developer, Toshio Iwai, who I mentioned a minute ago. And, um, like, nobody knows where the heck this thing is, if it even still exists. I imagine huh. the dude who made it probably still has it. I would certainly keep it. It's super cool. 
Um, but yeah, this thing may or may not still exist. And as for the other ones, I I don't know. I don't know if if the winners ever actually got it. Maybe no one filled out the survey. Who knows? <laughs> oh, well, someone <laughs> still gotta have them. They didn't trash them. I've never heard of this game, Electroplankton. I'm gonna look it up, see if it even came out here. Huh. I've never heard of that game, but cool. That was a... Wh- why was this developer so, um... I don't want to say sought after, but, like, what made him so special? In a nice way. Yeah, I, I don't know. There was... He had... Uh, yeah, it's a good question. But it says that Shigeru Miyamoto was a bit of, like, a part of the project a little bit. But, yeah, it did release yeah. everywhere. And it says Electroplankton on the cover. And in small text, it says created by Toshio Iwai. So, he really wanted to be known for creating this game, I guess. And no one's ever heard of it. That is so sad. <laughs> we could be in the minority oh. here, Hannah. Well, you know what? If it only came out in Japan, maybe someone over there knows. It came out everywhere. Can no, but confirm. I mean like his whole launch thing. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Well, good for him. All right. My next one, I think we're on number seven. Doesn't matter is the last story we bundle so i've talked about this game i think tons of times on the podcast by now that's a part of operation rainfall it's one of those uh action rpgs that released in japan uh and then you know mad people over here campaign for it blah 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 it just came over anyway um i own the u.s version which is awesome love it uh but they also had it was also bundled with a wii over in japan so it was official released uh, by Nintendo in Japan, only for Japanese market, uh, in January of 2011. Only 10,000 were made, approximately. Um, also, I was looking it up, and apparently there were... I don't know if there were multiple prints, or, like, multiple runs, or they kind of, like, released in batches. I'm not sure how that works. But the first run of the uh, bundles came with an art book and a soundtrack as, like, separate inclusions. I don't think they came in the box, but I don't think it was, like, a pre-order bonus. I don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you bought it, you got these things. Right. Well, the other editions didn't get those. I'm not sure. All bundles come in a super clean, like, white, typical Wii box um, with, like, art of the games on all sides. It looked really cool. That's all, like, uh, anime-style pictures. And if you've seen the game, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and included in the box was the game, the Pro Controller, and just a regular white Wii. So nothing super fancy. Uh, MSRP was $300 eBay listings blew my mind. It was, it was only like $100, $150. Wow. Which I thought it would be way more. But I guess maybe people aren't necessarily looking for a Japanese Wii and a Japanese game that they can't even play in the U.S. market. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was even so recently released that Play Asia has a listing for it. Not that they're for sale anymore, but I, I got a lot of my information from the actual Play Asia website. Yeah, that's I, I do find a lot of good information on PlayAsia. Like I'm surprised with some of the stuff that they have listed as well. So they the Japanese market got a whole bundle and we just barely got the game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was cool. I didn't know that that existed. What color is the console? It's just white. Oh, it's okay. just normal regular white Wii. Nothing fancy, but the the box is really neato. I love bundles like like I'm super into like boxes that 
just have the regular console inside but came with like different bundles like you've been talking about today but i for sure mm-hmm. thought that you were going to scold me if i chose some like that so i didn't get any that were like that hannah well i liked to do some that were really long and really in depth and some that were just oh i didn't know that existed you know yeah we like to give a range here <laughs> Um, this next one is, I'm going to assume that no one's ever heard of this. This is super cool. Uh, when you think of Wii U, you think white, black, and Wind Waker, right? Like, those are the three. But I found Wii U, I found a Wii U contest held in Japan. Uh, this is for Chibi Robo Photo Finder, a digital game on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, you ever heard of this game? Nope, not at all. It's funny because I, I looked at the Wii U because I wanted to pick one and I didn't find nothing. Right. So maybe I just missed this one. Um, it, it's easy to miss because it just looks like a white Wii U, but uh, I'll go into it. Basically, around 2014, this game launched, and I'm assuming this is when you could get this console, but uh, there's a Japanese YouTube video promoting the launch of Chibi Robo Photo Finder, a digital 3DS game. Um, and at the end of the video, I don't know how many times I gotta say this. This is a 3DS game. At the end of the video, they said we will be holding a contest for the best pictures. So in this game, I'm not gonna go into the details, but in this game, you use the 3DS's camera to take pictures of real-world items or something. Um, and so they said that they were going to hold a contest to like judge the best pictures you took or something i didn't like it's in japanese you know i only translated a few parts of it (laughs) um right but basically you could win a wii u i don't know why but you could win a wii u console (laughs) if you like won this contest um and on this console shown in the video none of these consoles have ever been found but supposedly assuming anyone entered this contest and won um, you could win this white Wii U, and on the side of the console it says Volume 1 Nostaljunk Contest. Nostaljunk was like the something related to the game. Uh, it says Best Award, and then to top it off, you could literally have your name printed on this Wii U. <gasps> what? Okay. And, and then there's a little Chibi Robo silhouette, and all of that is kind of covered, like surrounded by two olive branches. Um, it's, it's plain, it's gray, and I, I think it's super cool. If, if this thing said Christian right on the side of it and it was printed by (laughs) Nintendo, dude, I would lose my mind. That is so cool, dude. Um, I hate console variations once again, because the description says there were, quote, probably five winners... (laughs) <laughs> and then on top of that, eight users on the site claim to own it. I love it. It's just, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's unclear if these even exist, and there are no pictures of them online. So I, this is only nine years ago. Um, I feel like, you know, in 2043, we could totally find out that some dude was at a Japanese, a random Japanese store, and he bought one of these, <laughs> right? You don't, you never know. Yeah. Huh. That is awesome. Yeah. It's going to be like, uh, yeah, I can't think of a Japanese name and I don't want to be whatever. You know what? But (laughs) it's not going to be an English name. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. 
And then they have this kanji printed on the side. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know what's really funny, though? Is if someone who finds it who's not Japanese and they see the kanji of a Japanese person's name on the side, they're not going to think it's a name. They're going to think it's like a company oh, or like yeah. some kind of something. And they're going to look it up and find nothing about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, no, that's just somebody's name. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What can I do here? This one's a quick one. So we have Golden Sun Game Boy Advance console. I know you know Golden what? Sun. Mm-hmm. So this one's cool. This was a prize in the August 1st, 2002 issue of the V-Jump Shonen manga magazine in Japan. Long sentence. It is a gold console with the words Golden Sun on the top part of the screen and a little Jin character, which is like a a demon-esque thing from, one of, from the game. Uh, on both sides of the Game Boy Advance text on the bottom of the screen. I could not find any listings of this on eBay. Uh, the website said there's between 1 and 50, but I feel like it's probably less than that. Um, the website only had pictures of the actual magazine and not the console itself. So there was certainly the promotion for it, but I don't have a picture of like the actual console. So I, it might not exist, but I... I'm pretty sure it does. We've just never seen it. Um, yeah. I looked at the magazine and I tried to translate a little bit, but, you know, a lot of those things I'm not quite that sure about. But all I could tell was that Nintendo had collaborated with some company for the 20th anniversary, I think. Um, I'm not sure if the company... It had the words Project G3 on it, so I don't know if that was, like, the company name or, like, what they were referring this to or something with 20th anniversary of something. Um and they just went with Golden Sun. Don't know why. I don't know what the connection was. And this Project G3 has something to do with Golden Sun that I'm not familiar with. But it's another one of their mysteries. Very interesting. Yeah, I definitely never heard of that. Yep. Very cool. Um, I think we're going to skip this one because this one is incredible. We're going to save that for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the PS3 for a minute. Uh, we pretty much had boring, solid colors here in the U.S. and I think everywhere. Um, but the, the PS3 in in Canada, there was a very cool, in my opinion, a very cool one that came out exclusive in Canada, and there were only three of them. So this was a limited edition, super limited edition. Um, but it's completely red. Okay, and now we had red PS3s here. I think. Well, for sure, but this one is specifically for the original base model, which we did not, like, I don't think anyone got this one in anything except for black. Mm -hmm. um, I'd hate to be wrong about that and just say that live on the air, but I think that's true. Um, basically, this is the OG, like, super glossy one, super fat boy, and it's just completely red, and... It just looks so nice to me. The only picture is a stock photo for the giveaway promotion. Um, but basically, whenever they launched the PlayStation Canada website, they said, hey, let's go ahead and do this giveaway here. And there are three of them, supposedly. And they also did 500 limited edition PS3 t-shirts that you could win. Ooh. Um, super lame. But yeah, <laughs> the I feel like this is barely counted as foreign like it's definitely north america so i almost didn't count it but i like it so much that it had to be on here that's cool um, well, they really missed out on not putting like a maple leaf on there for like the opening of the website <laughs> but you know whatever yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely what they were going for with the red, but um, the I don't know, console variation says that this is also called a red, the Red China console, which I have no freaking <laughs> idea why or if anyone's ever called it that. Hmm. Um, and also, I wanted to mention that like the PS3 logo, everyone knows this thing looks like the Spider-Man early 2000s movie logo. So to just make this red, like straight up looks like a Spider-Man themed console, it's it's oh. perfect. Well, you could get it and call it that. <laughs> yes, you could. Maybe make some. Not blue instead of the red somewhere? China, you could call it the Spider-Man <laughs> PS3. There you go. Huh. Uh, that's if, it for that one. I wonder if it's because maybe. A, you know what? I'm not gonna say it. Okay, my next one. <laughs> Did you know? That Hannah Montana got her own color of PSP in Europe. Heck yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so this is a model three thousand PSP. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's a it's a shimmery lilac purple. It's a slim and light console. I did not realize that they had like code names. I've always just preferred to the PSP as like the one thousand, two thousand, three thousand, blah blah blah. But they all have like cute little code names. But I don't remember what they oh, are. I didn't know that. It's like brighter. It's like slim and brighter. And then brighter or slim and light or something like that. I don't know. Something. But anyway, this bundle includes the shimmery lilac purple slim a console, a copy of Hannah Montana Rock Out the Show, a Hannah Montana themed carrying case, which is like a pink and purple, looks like uh, jeans, like cutesy girl jeans, uh, like you would wear. Like I probably would have worn even like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, and it comes with a purple lanyard slash wrist strap. It says wrist strap, I think, on the side, but the li- like it's, it's so long, it seems like it's supposed to fit around your neck. So, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this is not to be confused with the lavender, the lighter lavender purple color that the uh, that the states already had. It's, a, it's shimmery and lilac purple, which is kind of darker. Uh, it's kind of a little more red-ish, kind of purple than like a blue purple uh and when you turn on the console this was cool the menu of the background hand montana isn't that sick i didn't know that sick is one word you could use to describe it uh i okay so i was like so worried i was gonna have to burst your bubble here i thought you were just i thought that it was the same thing that we got in north america but i'm Mm -hmm. happy that that it's a different one wrong it's not (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh estimated around ten thousand to five or 10,000 to 50,000 were made. The only one I saw on the US eBay was factory sealed and it was $1,200. So if that's your thing, go for it. Um, but expect to pay around like $200, I think, just for the console itself. I couldn't see like any plain listings of just the console. It's like the console and like 10 other games or like the console and this. So I guess people just bought it. It doesn't have like any hand Montana iconography or anything on it. It's just, it's just lilac purple and shimmery. It just came in the hand Montana box. But I like this color. It was really pretty. That's why I said it. Do you think that Miley owns it? One of those? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure she didn't even know it came out. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but I think I read a website that this was the only way to get this lilac purple color. So if you see a listing on eBay, it probably came from this bundle, and they just pitched the box. Like, yeah, losers. very cool. Mm-hmm. So, so answer your original question. No, I definitely did not know that Europe had its own special one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, my name's Hannah, right? I was born in in '97, so Hannah Montana was like right up my alley. And like, we didn't get this. 
Like, there's so it's an American TV show. She's an American. We didn't get this bundle. Like, really? Yeah. I wouldn't have bought it, but you know, I could be angry about it. Um. Okay. Next up, we'll head over to Down Under. We'll do an Australian one here. We have a Game Boy Color. <laughs> Down Under. We have a green translucent Game Boy Color. This one Ooh. is. You saw this one? No, but I like. Green. No, you just you just like translucent, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, came out around 1999. It says on the side of the box, limited edition green, green and gold neo tones. Um, oh. so the box. Well, let me keep describing the console. It's green on the front half but the back plate where the batteries are and everything is yellowish goldish translucent it's actually pretty gross probably because it's 30 years old (laughs) um but uh the buttons are yellow and the middle of the console above the start and select button between all the other buttons is the australia continent outline and It's got the Australian flag, like, inside of the outline. And Mm -hmm. under that, it says, Aussie, exclamation point, Aussie, exclamation point, Aussie, exclamation point. Um, I don't, I I don't know what the heck this means, but. I think, hold on. I think it's just us saying, like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Like, I I think it's just the thing that they say because they're proud to be Australians. It's like us going, USA, USA. um i think that it also helps that like i'm pretty sure this is related to soccer so i looked up like i i just had a feeling that it was soccer related so i looked up the australian like soccer team and they are green and gold so i'm like 90 percent certain that this is related to that soccer team um which seems to be called the Socceroos. Like, I am not a FIFA watcher <laughs> by any means, but the Australia Socceroos came up when I Googled uh, it. <laughs> I love that. Um, recent prices. This one is not super hard to find. It is consistently selling loose for $150 to $200, and you can buy a complete in box one right now for $300 US. So this one is pretty cool. The box is cool. And uh yeah, Aussie Aussie Aussie. I love <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Oh man. Alright, well to follow on the back of your Aussie Aussie Aussie, I got another Australian only release. And it is the Game Boy Pocket Treasure Pack. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. So it's officially released by Nintendo in 1996. Was limited it was a limited release round 5,000 to 10,000 were made, like I said, only in Australia. This was a bundle that comes in like a giant box uh, and included the Game Boy Pocket and the Little Mermaid game in their own boxes. So like it was a bigger box contained. Inside said box was a box for the console and the game versus just like the console and like the game just kind of stuck in there. So they they both have their own boxes. Um, And on this big box, it's gray, and it's got, like, swirly designs or whatever. And it says, Special Limited Edition Treasure Pack, with a picture of Ariel, the mermaid from Little Mermaid, below it. And then the Game Boy Pocket in front of, like, an ocean water background. Um, The Game Boy itself is a translucent, like, teal blue. But it has, in some pictures, it kind of looks like seafoamy green. So it's still kind of like that really bright um, ocean-esque color. 
uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and according to some of the websites, this was one of only two ways to get the Ocean Blue Pocket, a uh, Game Boy Pocket, in a Western box. But it referred to the other way to get it in a Donkey Kong Country Gold uh, edition box. But then I looked that up and the console was actually gold, so I don't know where they were coming <laughs> from from that. So as far as I know, this is the only way to get it uh, in Australia. Japan already had it, of course. Um, but yeah, so I really appreciated the fact that it was called an ocean blue console. And then it was marketed with Ariel from The Little Mermaid, who is obviously in that. the ocean. That is awesome. I like that. Um, I looked it up on the Australian eBay uh, for the entire bundle, but there were no listings. For like the whole Very box, rare, I guess. CIB, all that jazz. There was a listing for the console for $150, but it didn't have the box. And I don't know if you can really confirm that it was an Australian release or that it came from Japan. I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of code on the back. I just don't know it. For sure, yeah. But yeah, I like that a lot. It was very cool. And the console's very pretty, too. That sounds very pretty. It's very unique. Let's keep it on the handheld train here. Let's go to a Sega Game Gear that I have here. This thing is really pretty, and it was made to uh, go along with Virtua Fighter Mini, which is the Japanese game for the game we got here called Virtua Fighter Animation, I think it's called, which is like a weird name. Hmm. Um, but... It is, it, it, on top of coming out with the game, there was also a Virtua Fighter anime that released at the same time. So lots of stuff going for this one. I think Virtua Fighter was probably a lot bigger in Japan. Um, but this console, let's talk about the console. It is black with blue buttons and the front of it has two different anime style drawings of this character Akira who is like he's illustrated with two different poses and it just looks freaking sick there's like this gold splash background behind him and like i feel like this thing is super unique and i've never really seen another console that just like officially released with like a freaking anime artwork on the front of it it's like really nice hmm yeah, but, like, super common. Like, you could definitely just go to a store and buy this back in, I don't know, 1996-ish. And if I didn't mention it, it is a Japanese exclusive. And recent prices have sold for about 250 complete in box. There's a ton of listings on eBay if you're into Virtua Fighter. Nice. Now, I might oh, say and it says uh, here. <laughs> it says Kids Gear on the bottom. I think there was a lot of, like... Game Gear Kids Gear promotional stuff going on in the 90s. Is there a Virtua Fighter on the Game Gear? Yeah, yeah. It's called Virtua Fighter Mini in Japan. It's called Virtua Fighter Animation here. Hmm. Interesting. I've never heard of that. I looked for consoles that had like cool stylized like anime stuff on it, and there was like nothing that I could find. I don't know how you would search for that. I just looked through all of the pages on uh, console variations <laughs> for one, and I didn't find one that I liked. That, that is one way. Anyway, speaking of Japan, we got another handheld over here. A popular character. She's cute. She's an animal. She's a cat. It's Hello Kitty. Mwah. Love Hello Kitty. <laughs> Fun fact about me is I obviously don't have a lot of girly tastes, but my room, I made 
I was obsessed with Hello Kitty when I was younger, so I made my mom paint my room pink and white and, like, all shades of pink. And she drew Hello Kitty on the wall, a bunch of, like, a lot of the other characters, and I loved it. It was the coolest thing ever. But That just does not sound like you at all. I know, a pink room is so strange, but I loved it. It was so cool. Anyway, so this Game Boy Advance, it's metallic-y pink um, with the text Hello Kitty in different colors. It's, like, red, blue, green whatever uh different colors across the top like alternating letters like mario does um and at the top of the screen it's a hello kitty and then there's two little hello kitty faces down at the bottom of the screen next to the game boy advance text on the like not the screen but like the the outer rim of the screen you know what i'm talking about um and the console comes in like a super cute box it's a bunch of different hello kitties with like cute little different outfits in front of like a rainbow background um, so it's very colorful, it's very cutesy, it's very, you know, it's very girly. Um, it also comes with the game Hello Kitty, uh, Miracle Fashion Maker, which I guess is why there's so many outfits. You can, like, pick the outfits on Hello Kitty, change your outfits, your shirts, whatever, customize, blah, 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 blah. Only come out in Japan. Fun fact, though, it is one of the only Game Boy Advance consoles that's presented in a vertical box rather than the traditional horizontal box. Very interesting, very fun mm-hmm. fact. The console doesn't seem particularly rare. There are a bunch of listings on US eBay. The console itself will run about $100, $150. Uh, the complete inbox about $200, $250, but I did see a listing as high as $500. Sounds so. like you need it. It sounds like I don't, but 15 <laughs> years ago, I might have wanted it. Did you play any of the games growing up, the Hello Kitty series of games? You know, I didn't. There was one DVD that came out a long time ago. We used to have that car, um, that SUV that had, like, the DVD player in the middle, and it came with, like, two Bluetooth headphones or whatever. And I watched that CD every time we got in the car, and it was great. Or DVD. It was amazing. I love that Hello Kitty story. I can't remember what it's called, though. I'd like to have that. It's good stuff. Apparently, the one game on GameCube that released here is, like, actually pretty good i've heard so, really it's not a fashion game what is it it's not like it's like called roller rescue and on the cover it's hello kitty with roller skates on i have no idea what the game's about <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> that sounds awesome she can do it all you know hello kitty she's really versatile she's kind of <laughs> like the mario of like girl characters you know cutesy girl characters she can do it all heck yeah um let's talk about some 3ds consoles all right i don't know so these were Club Nintendo once again. Honestly, Club Nintendo was so freaking cool. And the prizes that like US, Japan, everywhere is so freaking cool and so scarce now. That's sad. But on Valentine's Day in 2012, you could win a giveaway through Club Nintendo. It would appear that these were limited to 1,000 each. And these were in Europe, Australia, and Japan. So I'm not sure if it's a thousand of each in total or per region or what. Hmm. But these three consoles are Mario related. You have one that is Peach. So it's pink. Um, it's, all these are like two tones, I guess you could say. So the Peach one is the. It, it's got Peach's dress kind of like. These are super subtle designs, and it's kind of hard to describe them, but you can tell that it is Peach's, like, attire, and it's got, like, that 
I don't know if it's like a necklace or something on the front of her dress that's always there. Um, but yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. The back of it is like a lighter shade of pink. So you got that two-tone action going on. There's a Very Mario nice. one. And the front is blue. And it's got two yellow dots. Which means nothing to you as I describe a word picture. But it's actually pretty easy to tell that it's his overalls. Which is kind of mm. neat. Uh, and the other half of the console is red. And then, even more subtle and basic is the red and white mushroom 3DS. So, yeah, I guess, like, polka dots is is all it is. But you can definitely still tell that it's supposed to be a Mario mushroom. I don't know how they do <laughs> so that. They, they just <laughs> totally skipped over Luigi. They're like, Peach, Mario, right. and Mushroom. <laughs> Um, awesome. so the mushroom one is called Super Kinoko. I don't know if that's uh, mushroom, like I don't know if that's what the power up is called in Japanese Mario games. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I guess you had to spend some points, some of your Club Nintendo points, to enter this giveaway or something. But these, yeah, like I said, Japan, Australia, Europe, they're. They're definitely something you can find because they're, you know, about 10 years old. And they are called the Chato 3DS consoles. I don't know what that means, but it's C-H-O-T-T-O. And hmm. yeah, that's the pretty much it for the information I have on them. The recent sold listings here in the U.S., the Peach one, these are all CIB sold listings. $750 for the Peach one. Wow. Uh, the Mario one, 435 and the Mushroom one, 500 um, Wow. I don't know. I Giveaway might be incorrect because a thousand of each is a large amount. So that take that console variations information with a grain of salt. But these do exist. And I also, you know what? I will back them up on this. I saw someone on Reddit saying that they won it in a giveaway. So... Uh, it could perhaps be that the number 1,000 is the false information here. Or maybe it's all correct. I don't know. That's that's a lot of them, though. Man, why did we get any of those? Yeah, it's weird that you, the U.S. didn't get it. And, and it's weird did. that Luigi didn't get a design, like you said. Hmm. Well, anyway, speaking of green, Luigi. This has nothing to do with Luigi, but it's certainly green. We have a <laughs> mysterious cow print Game Boy Color. So this was possibly licensed by Nintendo. There wasn't a lot of things about it. Um, but it's a, it's a white Game Boy with cow, black cow uh, spots on it with the words VEDES on the bottom. So that's V-E-D-E-S. Uh, written in green on the bottom in all lowercase letters. Um, honestly, the console just kind of looks like a kid took it into the basement and like spray painted with black paint. It's like splotchy and like weird. But kind of, <laughs> it looks like it's obviously a cow print of some sort. Um, but it also has printed in white along the left side, limited edition three of three. So the picture that I saw was the third of three consoles. It implies that there's only three. So this one was the third one. Um, and so I looked up Vettis and or Vettis. I don't know. It's, it's German. So I'm not sure how you say it, but it's a toy and accessory company in Germany. Um, oh, interesting. So I guess they did some kind of, I don't know if it was promotion or something like that. But there's only three of these consoles made. The only pictures that I've seen is of the third one. 
and it only came out in Europe of a German toy and accessory company. So maybe they jumped into video games. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if it was some kind of like magazine promotion or some kind of giveaway or whatever, but there's only three of these out here. We only know of one of them and the rest is a mystery. Well, Hannah, I mean, it's got, it can't be that difficult to find information about it because on console variations, three users own it, so all of them are accounted for. <laughs> Dang it! Man, <laughs> can any of these be mysteries? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. It 100% looks like spray paint in the basement, for sure. But, like, I don't know. The accounts that I was seeing about it, it was, it's, it was like, flat, so there's no, like, bumps in the... Like someone, some kids spray painted. So it's something somewhere. I just couldn't tell you what. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks interesting. Yeah. When you said cow, I thought of one that I didn't write down for this episode, but there was a Harvest Moon Nintendo Switch. Did you see that? I did see that one. And I was like, you know what? I can't have two cows on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I did see uh, that. Yeah, so like I just to quickly mention it, there was a Harvest Moon giveaway. I don't remember what region, but like they fully decked out the dock, and it's like it's not just like paint. Like they freaking put a cowbell on it, like a three D, not three D, like a real <laughs> cowbell and like an actual cow head. And this thing looks super freaking cute. But it was for Harvest Moon, um, probably given That's away awesome. by Natsume. Um, I'm going to cover one more 3DS here and then the two after that are going to change your life like this is no joke here but this one is pretty cool this is for Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D on the Nintendo 3DS and this is pretty easy to paint a word picture for it's just a gray 3DS except the front cover top of the clamshell is literally snake print like you could Mm. run your finger over it and feel like it's textured ew no Uh -uh. (laughs) um this thing looks super cool and i think you could just go to the store and buy it in japan but basically it it was to promote you know metal gear solid snake eater 3d came with the game physical copy of the game by the way uh released march 8th 2012 and Japanese exclusive and a CIB copy will cost you 500 plus today or you could get a loose one for 350 this thing is super unique definitely definitely no other snake uh skin consoles out there that's neato don't like that but it's very unique (laughs) I like that oh my turn you're up all right. Do we want? Let's see. What number are we on now? I think it's got to be fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So I'll do a big one. This one is cool, and I'm sad that I don't live in the country. It came out in, but there was a Xenoblade Chronicles Nintendo Switch. So when the like remaster came out, they decided to run this kind of promotion. It's an unlicensed release. There was only one made, and I know that for sure. So console variation says most people own it. They're liars. And it was a lottery prize. So it was a prize from a company called Micromania, which is like a French game store. I kind of attribute it to kind of something like GameStop. I don't know if it's as widespread um, as GameStop, but it's something along the lines. So they promoted this thing via their social media. Um, So if you bought the game with them, you had a chance to win the console. And the winner was picked on June 29th of 2020. I don't think 
uh, a winner has come forward. Um, my research turned up that obviously it existed because there's pictures of it, and even the creator of said console said that it existed, obviously. Um, but I guess the winner decided to reign anonymous. So the Xenoblade Chronicle ones is super cool. So it's like not just them decking out like the console and like the dock itself. It's like a full kind of like cohesive structure. Um, so this one has like a base. It's obviously like a mountainside or whatever, but it's like rocky and it's grassy and whatnot. And then on top of that, this huge like circular base is the uh, Nintendo Switch dock. And then on the front of the dock, there's the... Um, scene like on all the covers there's like the blue sky with like clouds and whatnot super cool and then the switch itself i couldn't see the back of the console so i don't know if that is customized because i only saw pictures of it in the dock but the joy cons itself are painted to reflect the colors of the monado so that's like that really bright red of the sword and then it also has like the light blue outlines if you know the sword you know what i'm talking about but the coolest part of that is that in front, like leaning, it's like sticking into the uh, mountainous base and then kind of leaning on the switch dock is like a full, not a full scale, but like a replica of the actual sword itself. Um, so it's like the red Monado, it's full in full and it's large enough to be like bigger than the console, but obviously it probably doesn't weigh that much, but it is super cool. It's like a full replica of the sword right in front. And I think, that is incredible. So they, uh, I guess, commissioned this artist. I'm going to totally butcher this because I'm not French. Vadu Amka. Uh, so it's like this guy who he's a self-proclaimed weeb and he does like all these like cool sculptures <laughs> and stuff. So I guess he they this company commissioned him to make some. And while I was looking at this one, I was scrolling through their Twitter, which took me so long to get back to 2020. But there, he actually made more consoles for the same company. So there's also a Link's Awakening one. This one is super cool as well. Again, it's like a it's a full cohesive um, sculpture. It's like it's like one complete thing. So yeah, I'm sure you've seen artwork of Link's Awakening. It's um, him. He's like a. I'm pretty sure they just like ripped the base off of the amiibo and put that figure there because it's like the same pose. So it's Link on an island, and then integrated into the mountain that you see in all of the artwork and like the egg on top is the actual switch itself so the switch just kind of sits in that dock and then like i said it's like the full mountain and then there's the pink and white egg with like clouds around it like you know what i'm talking about the artwork from the game but right. it's like a full sculpture that's cool and then there's also a god of war ragnarok one this is i'm pretty sure it's a ps5 console i could be wrong Ragnarok came out on PS5, right? Yeah. So it's a PS5 console. I know nothing about the games, but it's some kind of like runic symbol in the middle, unlike the faceplate. And then it's surrounded by some kind of like temple or ruins or whatever. It's like snowy, like like God of War looks like. Um, it also has a magic controller. There's also a Sekiro PS4 Pro. That's like the From Software. Is that their name? The Dark Souls? people i think they made yeah that game. i get that game mixed up with another game i think that FromSoft might have made that game anyway so that one has the sekiro kanji on it um and then it looks like it's um you know those sliding glass doors in like traditional japanese homes it's like that with like blood splatter on it super cool oh that's cool also has a controller that matches and then 
It seems like this artist has worked with other companies because I also saw that he was commissioned to work with uh, Saturn in Luxembourg City. I don't know what that is. I didn't look it up, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. There's also a The Last of Us Part Two PS4 Pro. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure there's tons more out there. I just didn't look at all of them. But he has like illustrious work and like making these cool sculptures and integrating this stuff on like the actual console itself. So that's super neato. I looked up the definitive edition Xenoblade. It's that's really freaking pretty, and the Joy Cons look awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. It's so pretty. Do you see the Link Awakening one too? No, but that one kind of rings a bell. Like maybe I saw that one before. It is very pretty, and it like it looks exactly straight out of the games. It's so right. it's so pretty. Like it, it it emulates the art style and sculpture so well. Wish I was in France. That guy's living the dream over there. He's doing what he loves and creating Making video money, game man. consoles. Yeah. Crazy. This one could also be... I don't know. Depending on who you are, this one could be considered a piece of art. We're going to go into the Xbox 360 here. We're going to talk about Australia and New Zealand. So Microsoft decided that, hey, we sold a million units in Australia and New Zealand combined. This was like 2010. Uh, why don't we celebrate by holding some auctions for some Xbox 360s? We're going to raise money for charity while we do it. And I didn't write the charity down, but special consoles were created, Hannah, with celebrity faces on them. <laughs> like, I saw this on your Twitter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dang it. I shouldn't have tweeted it. Um... <laughs> This is incredible, though, for the listeners. This thing was... <laughs> uh, so you have infamous people like Elle McPherson and <laughs> Jennifer Hawkins. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who they were until I Googled it. They were Australian models. Um, wow. They have their faces placed onto the side of a 360, and they signed it, right? And they, they freaking auctioned these off. I have no idea how much they sold for. I have no idea if this information is correct from console variations but assuming it is um there were a handful of these celebrity consoles made but the most important one here is the kim kardashian xbox 360 it is completely purple wow actually it looks like it was a white 360 that was spray painted it's hideous and it's just got this very low-cut dress wearing kim kardashian (laughs) on the side of the thing like, I don't know what the target audience was for here. I really doubt it was like a, a I don't know, a teenage girl that was just into Xbox 360 with a, a ton of money and was ready to win this auction. Definitely but, not. Um, this thing definitely signed by Kim K. Definitely won in the entire world. Uh, definitely still exists <laughs> somewhere, which cracks me up. It's like on somebody's shelf right now. Um... <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I really want to know who owns these consoles in 2023, what you're doing with them. I'm sure on console variations, there's like 15 people that own each of them, which is awesome. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. That is so funny. Hey, come to my house and look at my Kim K Xbox. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, what? There's no way I could, like, display that. There's no way I could, like, with confidence, just have that on my shelf. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. All right. 
Go ahead, you're up. Alright, I think this is the final one, right? I have one more. So yeah. yes. Have you ever heard of a thing called a 24 karat gold Wii made specifically for the Queen of England? I definitely have. Yeah. So this one's an actually a very interesting story. So obviously this was made for the Queen of England um, as a marketing stunt by THQ to promote their game called Big Family Games. And if you've never heard of it, it's like a bad Wii Sports with a lot of horseshoe games. Don't ask <laughs> me why. So this was a 24 gold plated Wii console with a matching Wii remote. Um, obviously it was not actually gold. I'm pretty sure it was the same technique that the other <laughs> ones did. It was just like chippy gold that you just spray painted on another plastic shell. Anyway, there was only one made and it was made in 2009. Obviously unlicensed and um, totally unwarranted. I don't know who would want this. Um, but apparently it was written in a newspaper in the UK somewhere that the queen enjoyed playing a little bit of wee bowling on the side. So being the <laughs> clever marketers that THQ are, they decided it would be a good idea to send the queen their new sports title and a golden Wii because the Wii couldn't just play on any old, white, boring Wii. Right? Right. That's correct. <laughs> so THQ went through with their promise and they did actually send the Wii to the palace, but the palace has very strict um, rules and policies on like what can actually get to the queen. So like, there's an address you can send stuff to the palace, Buckingham Palace, but like, there's a, a two point, there's like a point zero 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 two percent that your shit's actually going to make it to the queen. <laughs> um, so it didn't. Uh, the palace refused to sign for it, so it was sent back to THQ. Although the general public still believes that the queen has it. Well, she's dead now, but someone has it <laughs> in the palace. Um, but then if you didn't know, I was watching a, a YouTube video on all this, and THQ actually went bankrupt. Um, so the Wii kind of sat there for a while, and then it kind of got lost to time a little bit until, like five years later, it ended up in the hands of none other than the owner of ConsoleVariations.com himself. Yes, bro. And so he's a man from the Netherlands, I guess, and he, he had a... He says, quote, contact at THQ, and he somehow, like, acquired the Wii. Um, so basically, it's just sitting in this guy's house. <laughs> like, his normal old tiny little house in... Not tiny, but, like, house in Netherlands, and it's just sitting in his room a bunch of with a bunch of other consoles, because that's his passion. Good for him. But, like, you think it'd be in, like, a museum or, like, something somewhere, but no. <laughs> It's just in this guy's house. Um, so just a little fun fact. The press release of this photo included the golden console, a golden Wii remote, a golden nunchuck, a copy of Big Family Games on like a fancy royal red velvet cushion, right? All right, um, super yeah. royal whatnot. But the nunchuck is still out there somewhere. He doesn't have it. So oh, no. in the time that it changed hands several times and sat in some warehouse somewhere or some office building... The nunchuck was lost. My favorite part of this story is always the fact that the queen never even got it. <laughs> and now she's I dead. I think that, yeah, and <laughs> THQ went bankrupt. And it's just such a stupid story. I think it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I didn't look, but I wonder if the game actually sold well because of that. Because, <laughs> like, it's not a good game. 
I looked at gameplay of it, and there are so many horseshoe games, it's not even funny. Like, just throwing horseshoes. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. It's so interesting. And where is the cushion in 2023? You're right. Where is the cushion? That is important. The official THQ pillow. <laughs> I don't know. What an absurd story. It's with the nunchuck, obviously. Well, yeah. So I'm sure someone probably stole it. They're like, I don't want the Wii. I just want the nunchuck. That's where it's at. My final one is not going to top that, but it is pretty incredible. We're going to talk about one more Sega Dreamcast. This thing is debatably even a Dreamcast. Have you ever heard of the Sharp... Uh, I forget what it's called, but basically there's an NES that's like built into a Sharp CRT television. No. So this thing is super cool. Like a lot of people have covered it on YouTube or whatever, but like there's there's an NES built into a television and it's freaking awesome and uh incredibly rare. But we're going to talk about something very similar. This is the Sega Dreamcast Divers Series CX1 console. This is a CRT television. I didn't find the dimensions, but I think it's probably like a 13-inch screen. This thing is light blue, shaped in, like, very roughly shaped to be, like, Sonic the Hedgehog's head. Okay? Uh, It Uh doesn't say Sonic anywhere on it. And it doesn't have Sonic's eyes or anything. It's just very subtly, not so subtly, like, kind of (laughs) Sonic-related, okay? Uh Underneath the screen, you have four inputs for your controllers and on top of the screen i don't know what these are for there's like two like prongs sticking out um i don't know if they're antennas or something i don't know dude but i i don't i can't really describe this console too much i think you guys need to look it up or actually this is going to be a podcast that has pictures so you can just look at the screen if you're on Spotify or YouTube. But um, this thing probably cost like $500 when it came out. I don't know. Uh, it was a Japan exclusive. Uh, RetroPixel.com not only has one for sale, but actually had a ton of information for me. So I'm going to share that real quick. I'm going to read directly what they have on their site. It says, The Divers 2000 was a joint venture, in this case, between Sega, CSK, and the Fuji Television Network. The Divers comes packed with peripherals like a keyboard and camera, a custom controller branded specifically for this unit, and was shaped like Sonic's head. (laughs) It was only ever released in Japan, and it was expensive, retailing for around $400 times the price of a standard console so i'm thinking like 800 dollars converted to japanese yen um there were 5,000 units produced this thing honestly this is a freaking relic of the past thing is so freaking cool to me and i just can't believe oh i didn't even mention there is a dreamcast built into the console if that wasn't clear into the television um I, I haven't even, like, seen enough pictures of it to see where you would put the disc in, but, like, what a unique piece of gaming history. Um, any of them that still exist probably have issues, you know, I can't imagine working on this thing is 
very easy. Um, as they mentioned in their description, the co the controller does say Divers 2000 on it. So if anyone saw that for auction on eBay, there's no doubt that thing's selling for thousands of dollars. Like, that's got to be super rare. Jeez. Um, so RetroPixel does have one. They are asking $10,000 complete in box. Woo! Um, but hey, that's only a third of the price for the one on eBay. They're asking thirty grand, also complete oh my in box. Gosh. Um, the one thing that did pop up in the sold listings was actually the keyboard that this thing came packaged with. Someone bought it for four hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, highly recommend going on eBay and checking out all the detailed pictures they have up. This thing is pretty awesome. I would love to own this and never will. That is crazy. How big is it? I think the screen's got to be 13 inches. I think the total height's probably like 20, 25 inches. Dang. There's probably like one guy out there who knew how to work on it, and he's probably dead now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's pretty sad and dark, Hannah. Well, I'm sure it's probably true. Dang, that's crazy. That's probably, that's definitely, well... I don't know, besides the Wii U for the Queen, that's only one. That's probably got to be the most expensive thing on any of our lists. Yeah, true. Unless you buy the $100,000 Swarovski Crystal um, DS Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. I had no idea that existed. Yeah, I definitely never heard of this. Um, that's weird. It's very, very cool. Huh. Well, Do you have any I have more? some honorable mentions. Okay. If you want me to say those real quick? Uh, yeah, let's, let's do see. It. I have three. So I was I have been listening to like a lot of two thousands music, which is probably the only reason why this one made the list. But did you know there was a Backstreet Boys Game Boy? <laughs> oh, let's go. It was unlicensed release in Japan. They said there was probably about fifty made, Japan. but I, I assume it's it's left than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um so it was commissioned for a radio network in Japan called Cross FM to promote the Backstreet Boys tour in Japan. Um, oh, so okay. it's a red Game Boy with the Backstreet Boys name uh, in yellow, like right below the Game Boy text, right between the, the D-pad and the buttons. Um, and yeah, so the weird thing is, they never got a game on the Game Boy, but do you know what band did? Come NSYNC. on. NSYNC. Yeah! <laughs> That's it! I knew it. <laughs> it's called NSYNC Get to the Show. So, you know, just some rivals. Um, I didn't find any <laughs> listings on eBay on any site on Japan anywhere. No eBay listings at all. Um, but yeah, this was like a really common thing I found when I was looking up Game Boy stuff. Is so There were so many unlicensed release, releases of people just buying like a Game Boy and then putting whatever the hell they wanted on it. Their logo, words, blah, 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 and doing some kind of like promotion or like giveaway. It's crazy. That's cool. Then, let's see, another one I have is, did you know that there was a Rockman, Mega Man, uh, is referred to that in Japan, limited edition Game Boy Advance? Mm, I think there's two, right? There could be two. I only saw one um, in this particular one. But yeah, it's only in Japan. It's official release by Nintendo. About 10,000 to 50,000 were made. It's a dual color Game Boy Advance. The front is like a teal blue color and the back is like a dark navy blue color. Um, the bottom of the screen has like the rock man, the, the red and yellow, like circle symbols. Don't know what they are. I've never played the games, um, on both <laughs> sides of the Game Boy Advance text on the screen. Um, 
So it was bundled with the console itself, two AA batteries, a manual, and Rockman EXE 2, uh, the game. Um, and the box for this one is pretty cool. It's like Mega Man, Rockman, whatever you want to call it, in some like cool action pose. And the color is a really nice yellow, orange, and green color. Very cool. Um, the last one I have here is a Simpsons PSP. Did you know that? Ooh. Didn't so, we get that here? No. We didn't. I don't think so. According to this website <laughs> and the research that I did, no. Um, so not the coolest of special editions released uh, of the PSP 2000, but it is one of the most unique colors, I think, in my opinion. The system is bright yellow, like very Simpsons-y, um, just like the Simpsons, and it features white buttons and a white, white disc tray. So buttons are white, the front of the console is all yellow, then the two side panels um, are yellow, and then that middle part where you actually put the disc is white, kind of cool. Um, the bundle comes with the yellow box with the Simpsons brand on it. Um, it comes with the console itself and a copy of the Simpsons game and everything that a PSP would come out with. Um, was was Australian exclusive for a while, but then eventually Europe did get it. Never released in the US, according to the sources that I read. Listings on eBay um, for the, just the system are around $200. If you want it SID, it will be about $450 right now. That's the listings that I saw. Um, it said there were about 10,000 to 50,000, but there aren't too many listings around, so I feel like it might be less than that. Um, but yeah, I thought that one was really cool. Official release by uh, Sony, by the way. But interesting. Yeah, Maybe that one is cool. It. Yeah, I was trying to prove you wrong while you were talking. I uh, I cannot confirm nor deny that it released here in the States. So I think the website says that it's a worldwide release, right, but yeah. I looked it further and that's a lie. <laughs> a dirty lie that's a dirty lie as far as i can tell yeah i like that yellow with the white that's pretty cool and like the random white disc drive on the back is like unexpected it's like uh I kinda, it's kinda cool i kind of like it though yeah it's different so um do you want to read listener responses yeah definitely Unless you have another one no that's it Alright, so I asked the question on Instagram, what special edition console do you wish that you had, or limited edition console? Um, we have, from Sean.Nielsen, said the Panzer Dragoon Orta Xbox. Oh, I think that's like a nice white one, yeah. I did not know that was a thing. That's cool. Then we have... I did not look it up. I should have oh looked these gosh, up, but Anna. I didn't. I know. Look at me slacking. I was too busy making let my me help. notes here. Let me, let me paint a word picture here. It's this beautiful white Xbox, which is already, like, a big plus. And it's got, like, this really nice design right down the middle. It's got a black... Um, what do you call that? This... The Xbox emblem is black in the center. But the bottom left says Panzer Dragoon Orta in purple. And right down the middle is this really nice, like... I don't know, futuristic, kind of abstract design. It's like, Ooh. it doesn't even make sense how pretty this thing is, but probably did not release here. And it's probably really expensive. Right. Let's see. We have Dan underscore evil robot, friend, and Jesse's Floating Castle both said the Pikachu N64. So that's the one that I mentioned Earlier, it's not the one that was on my list, but it was the one with, like, the Pikachu on the side. So it's, like, Nintendo 64, but then it's, like, I think it's, I think it's on the left side. There's, like, a full statue 
of like not a statue but like a full 3d pikachu sticking out of the console you know what i'm talking about i think it's on the right side hannah it's on the right side dang it and his anyway, foot there's, there's... is the, res- the reset button uh-huh there's a pikachu yeah, sticking out that is cool uh, let's see. We have Blast from the Past Podcast.vu says the Fire Emblem GameCube. I don't think I knew there was one. We didn't mention any GameCubes except for the MTV ones because I feel like they're covered pretty extensively. But I don't know. This one doesn't ring a bell. I'm going to look it up. Um, I know there's the really pretty, like, teal blue tails. Um,. GameCube oh, and yeah. that people talk about that one all the time, so I didn't put it on my list, but it is very pretty. I'm not seeing it, Hannah. Oh. Well, maybe this guy's lying. No, I it might exist out there somewhere. It could be just be one of those things where it's like a black GameCube with like that disc thing in the middle. His fire emblem. Could be. Instead of like painted or wrapped or whatever you want to call it. Let's see. Could then be. we have uh, Pog Game underscore Collector says the Spider-Man PS5. Oh heck yeah! Now that Wait. one. PS4. This person said PS5, but did they make a PS5 one, or are they making a PS5 one? Not seeing it, Hannah. <laughs> okay, I know there's a PS4 one. That one's red. Yeah, I know that, and it's got the Spider-Man logo on it. That one is cool. Yeah, I like that. That one is super duper cool. Let's see. Another one. You mentioned this one, but we have Ultra Bosch 64 says the Mother 3 Game Boy Micro. That is the first person who had said that. Last time we asked for something, Mother 3 came up like so many times. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I definitely know that guy from Instagram. I'm pretty sure he has a mother tattoo, so that checks out. <laughs> All right. Sweet. <laughs> Then we have Dinosaur Gods says the Spongebob Game Boy Advance SP. Now that one is cool. I have always liked that one. Heck yeah. That one's, it's a yellow console. It's a yellow Game Boy Advance SP and it's got Spongebob's face on the front. Um, That one's pretty cool. And a silhouette of Spongebob on the inside. That I didn't know. That's awesome. That's another one that can be faked really, really easily though with those like fake. Uh, oh yeah shells i've seen that as well and then let's see i think our last one is your jorgo cinder 95 says the ps4 pro monster hunter world edition in quotations raffalos that one looked cool too there were a lot of monster hunter consoles as well oh yeah for sure during the research but yeah that is all I... them so good I also asked the Discord the same question. We got several responses. Chris at X Button Gaming says, I really want the Dragon Ball Extreme Butoden European exclusive new 3DS. What a mouthful. I love Dragon Ball and I think this console is awesome. Runner up is the Japanese exclusive Dragon Ball Fusion's new 3DS. Uh, much hmm. like you, Hannah, I'm a slacker and I didn't look up either one of those. I saw some Dragon Ball um, ones when I was researching. I don't remember if I saw that one, but the ones that I did saw have like cool stylized, like drawn, I don't know, pictures from like the manga or like the show on it, I think. I don't know if it's specifically that one. I'm looking at the Extreme 
Butoden console, and it is actually just a black... It's whenever they got those faceplates going, uh, and so it's just Dragon Ball faceplates, but it does look super cool, and I bet it's super freaking hard to find. Hmm. Very nice. Maybe not. Between 50,000 and 100,000 of this variation. <laughs> oh, man. What a wide range. Looks cool, though. Uh, next up, the God of War PlayStation 4, says Al. But if we're talking nice. Nintendo, then the Pokemon World Championship DSi. Ooh, I saw that one as well, but I didn't write it down because I already had a Pokemon. I did see that but one. But that one was cool, too. Yeah. Funtime Wallace, even though I don't collect anymore, I still want the Tales of Symphonia GameCube. We just mentioned that beautiful thing. There it is. Pyroclasm said the GBA, uh, the SpongeBob GBA SP. Nice. Um, and then Cosmic says, I really want the Hello Kitty Dreamcasts, both of them, as well as the Final Fantasy Wonderswan and the Pokemon Switch Lite. Um, I did not know that Hello Kitty had another special edition. Two, yeah, they have two Dreamcasts that are like, I don't know, pretty, pretty easy to find but they're they're huh. also see-through i think and they're pretty freaking cool Ooh, neato that's it thank you guys for sending in your responses we love that crap yep as always every month i will ask a question on instagram and if you want to get shouted out just uh, answer it uh do you want to do any news or been buying and playing um, I do have some news here. I was reluctant to look at the news because every page that I went to just had <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom stuff everywhere, but I did have a couple things. So, speaking of, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has sold over 10 million copies in the first three days of its release worldwide. That is crazy. Incredible. I think, don't quote me on this one, but I think I remember reading that that's the best-selling Zelda game of all time. Not, I mean, yeah. of, not of all time. But Fastest like, selling. Of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the fastest-selling Switch game. I could be wrong. Um, that one might go to Pokemon, but I think I read something like that. I just didn't write it down like a dummy. Also, did you know that Master Balls are now coming to Pokemon Go? Yeah, dude. That's funny you bring that up. Yeah. I had no idea until I looked it up. Oh, I mean, it just kind of came out this week, the news. But yeah, it's super interesting. So, uh, it is coming ahead of the game's seventh year anniversary and a lot of fans are kind of suspicious that Niantic is just adding this into the game to get more people to buy Master Balls from the store so they can get a 100% catch rate. I feel that like that's sounds... totally it. Yeah. <laughs> but They'll probably give why you would one. They... <laughs> why would they not have done that earlier? Or were they just like, we need to promote... This was like their, not their ace in a hole, but like the last thing that they could do to get people to buy a whole bunch more stuff and get people like re-into the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like their ace up the sleeve. They're like, man, we've seen profits drop over these past few years. P plus people are really upset about these raid passes. We got to we gotta introduce the Master Ball. It's our last <laughs> hope. So Niantic has made um, the Pikmin game that's just like, mm -hmm pikmin pokemon go and then they've also done a harry potter one and now i just heard on another podcast that they're making a monster hunter one i think it's called yes i forget what it's called but yeah um i, I did don't know. know that all but of them the pokey or what? the uh harry potter one closed or like shut down i believe that yep sad 
Very, very, very sad. What else? Um, okay, let's see. Pac-Man 99, the Pac-Man Battle Royale game, mm. is shutting down on October 8th of this year. That's Bummer. really dumb. Yeah, so online services will shut down and it will be delisted from the Nintendo eShop. So play it while it lasts. How long until Tetris 99 goes down the drain with it? I feel like Tetris 99 is probably more played than Pac-Man, but it's probably not long. Because, I I mean, it was fun, but like there's only so many times I can play Pac-Man or like Tetris, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I don't, again, I don't, I haven't played either of them in the last year, but I still think it's dumb that it's going to be gone now. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, uh, Nintendo did that with freaking Mario Thirty Five. That was stupid. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Um, and then that's the only news I have because I was scared to look at the news because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want spoilers. Um, so we bought. We bought some stuff. Do you want to talk about any games you've been buying in the last three weeks? Um, the only game that I have bought is Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. That's it. And the system, and the amiibo, and then a collector's edition, and then another collector's edition. <laughs> oh, and then I went to GameStop because they said that if you pre-ordered from GameStop, you'd get that stupid wooden fucking plank. And I waited oh, in line man. for like 45 minutes and they're like, we didn't even have enough for the people that pre-ordered in-store. And I was like, that sounds like a store problem, not my problem. They didn't <laughs> like that answer. <laughs> so I went home. Then, because uh, I wanted to play Zelda, I was like, you know, it's not worth it. Then the next day, I went to um, the grocery store, which happened to be right next to a GameStop. And I was like, hey, um, I want this plaque thing. And they said, we can't give you the plaque thing, but we can give you this arm sleeve, which is like a cloth arm sleeve. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. So I got an arm sleeve that like represents Link's arm, his messed up black techie arm. So that was cool. That's awesome. I didn't know you got that. Uh, yeah, my friends were telling me that they got that, and I was just like, "Where in the world?" Like I didn't see that anywhere, like um, advertised before it came out or anything. So that was cool. Well, yeah, it was. It was fine. I'd rather have the wooden plaque thingy, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it. uh yeah so after you texted me telling me that you couldn't get yours i went to gamestop and had no issue getting mine um (laughs) i'm sure you can get one pretty cheap on ebay hannah maybe 40 50 bucks how bad do you want it i mean not really that bad i might as well just cancel my freaking order i might as well return that one and just keep the one i got from best buy of the collector's edition i don't want to best buy send you any any type of bonus oh yeah so okay so i pre-ordered tears of the kingdom like three years ago when it was announced um for six dollars at best buy and plus i had like a ten dollar um rewards so i kept that pre-order and then originally they said that they weren't going to give the free art print to the people that had pre-ordered because it was like an incentive to cancel your sixty dollar pre-order and do the seventy dollar pre-order i said fuck that and i guess um a lot of people were upset at Best Buy, so they decided to go ahead and give the art print. So I have three copies of the game right now. Um, but yeah, it's like an art print. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, it is shipping in the mail as we speak. But yeah, that was cool. It's just like the whatever the promo art is in like a nice frame. 
So yeah, I had convinced my roommate to pre-order from Target in hopes that he would give me this freaking fanny pack, which is so cool. Not really, but kind of cool. Um, and he did, and he did not get a fanny pack in his purchase. I don't know what happened there. Um, he just got I know the game. Happened. It wasn't if you pre-ordered it; is if you went on or like in person to the oh, store Lord. and asked them for it. No one asked them for it. I bet they still have them all. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I was looking in the comments of the post on Twitter. And they said that it's probably it probably came to the store and the employees know nothing about it. So they put like yep. the SKU number and like where to find it and whatever, all the directions. Like this is what I want. It says it in this ad. Go get it for me. The Target employees are like, "What are you talking about?" That sounds exactly like what happened. I bet. So that's lame. It is lame. All around lame. Um, but that's enough Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk all about it next month. Um, but I did get mm-hmm. the OLED console, as we mentioned, and I did get the wooden plaque, and I did get the collector's edition game. Um, yeah, everything about that is gorgeous. I hope it fits on the shelf above my television. It is a massive box. Is it? Yes. Nice. I still don't have mine. It's at my parents' house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same size as your breath of the wild one that you got the uh champions edition is that what it's called masters the masters edition. Oh, okay oh uh, that I would be cool it is. if I it was the it same is. size that would be awesome that's also at my parents house <laughs> perfect um, um oh go ahead do you want to know some shit so you know how i was talking about <laughs> my this is this oh man this made me so upset so, you know, I've been having this problem with my Switch where I wake up in the middle of the night and it's like orange screen just blinding oh, no. me in the middle of the night. I go in my room yesterday to get something off of my shelf and my freaking OLED had a bright ass orange screen. And you know that shit Bro. was bright because it's a hella nice screen. And it, was, <laughs> it, it, was, it lit up the whole entire room. I was like, my light's not on. I don't know why that's happening. Dude, what in the world? I don't know. So the only thing I think it could be is, well, no, because it wouldn't even make sense. Because I went in, okay, so I thought maybe it was the HDMI cable that I plugged into. So I changed the HDMI cable to the one that came in the box. Um, and then my fucking old switch turned on with the orange screen and there's no HDMI cable plugged into it at all. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's the Joy-Con that I'm using. But then the Joy-Con that I'm using, I'm not using the Zelda ones yet. I'm using the pack that I got, the blue and the yellow ones. But the orange screen predated <laughs> me even getting those ones. So there's no way it's them. And then the only this... thing that it could possibly be is my account. There's something wrong with my Nintendo account that's linked to my console. That's the only thing it could be. So. <laughs> what the I heck? I love this. This is great. Um. It sounds like the only like common thing between the two switches might be the power outlet. <laughs> I changed that, that too. I changed it. Oh lord, man. It had it was the old one for my old switch and then I didn't want to mix power well, cables, so I used the not new the one. Not the cable, but the um the little outlet in the wall. Different. Oh my gosh. So my old one was plugged into a um uh surge protector. 
and then my new one is just plugged directly into the wall. Different different power outlets. Okay, so it's the apartment. So then I thought maybe it's the apartment. <laughs> and then I thought maybe because my apartment, the electricity kind of like flickers sometimes and it raining when it rains, and it's been raining a lot lately. So maybe that's the common denominator. So then and you bought a new like, house. There's <laughs> there's a power flicker. And then I was trying to think if it ever happened to my parents' house, because it's obviously far away from here and not any way related electric- electrically. Um, and I can't remember it happening there. So maybe it is the apartment. All right. So know, honestly, if it, if it happens at your parents' house, then you have to move out of Florida and then test the state. You're right. Maybe it's the Florida weather. Maybe it's just so humid and damp here that it's messing with the console. <laughs> right? This is insane, dude. I can't believe I mean, that. That's the only explanation. And I, I wish I was lying, but what a stupid thing to lie about. I'm, I'm <laughs> cursed with orange. That is, I'm so glad you told me this. That's awful. I don't know what to do. And I mean, it, it turns off and it turns right back on. But I am so scared for the day that it doesn't. But like, God that was damn you it, were so excited. <laughs> yeah, you were so excited to get a new console for that exact reason. Someone out there has to have the same experience that I'm having. Somewhere. I if bet they no live way, in Florida. Just mine. You're right. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my freaking disaster nightmare. <laughs> okay. Uh, aside from buying Zelda crap, I got a PSP game, Hannah. Have you ever heard of Castlevania? <gasps> that has a PSP um, game? Yeah, there's a remake of a Turbo Graphics game on the PSP. So that's pretty freaking cool. It's like the first North American way to own this game in a sense. Um so that's cool. It's called Dracula X Chronicles and I am happy to have that. Bought it from my boy Craig. Also bought a couple other games from Craig including Final Fantasy 9 on PlayStation Ooh. and Blinks the Time Sweeper, which is an Xbox original exclusive, so that's cool. That's the cat? Yeah, I'm surprised you yes. know that. Hey, come on. Um, Castlevania 64. Dang, I bought four things from Craig. I bought a complete in box Castlevania 64. That is pretty freaking nice. Which one is it? Isn't there two? You're correct, yeah. It, this one's just called Castlevania. Mm. Um, it's the cheaper of the two by a long shot. Hey, I know things. You want to know why I know that one? Because we did that freaking YouTube video. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly, that's the only reason why. That was a great video. I agree, um, that fun. You know, I, sometimes I just go back and watch the intro where I freaking made you, like... Miyamoto. <laughs> where we did the switch thing. Oh, I'm so proud of that. That was the best, most corniest thing. Hey, but it was fun and I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever been on camera. Yeah, for real. Uh, I bought a bunch of GameCube nonsense that I won't go into. And okay, so my friend actually was like helping a family member move out or some crap. I don't even know, but he found a bunch of video game stuff at this dude's house that he just didn't want and uh it's mostly garbage and <laughs> two-thirds of it is scratched and doesn't work but the one-third Ooh. that did work added it to the collection um yeah i added like i don't know 10 games 
like 360 Wii PS3 era. Um, mostly just garbage, but oh. I I take it all. I throw it all on the shelf as long as it works. <laughs> I like garbage. Um, I guess I'm I'm being dramatic. There's like triple A titles in there, like Fallout and Uncharted, but oh, nothing not like garbage. super valuable, I guess. Hmm. Hannah, you play anything in the last three weeks? Um, I played the Xenoblade Chronicles three DLC. Love that. Ooh. That was great. Um, like I said, I think I said this last month, but it like kind of bookends the the trilogy. So it's kind of confusing. So there's the timeline goes Xenoblade Chronicles one, then Futures Connected, which is the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, remastered DLC. Then it goes Torna, the Golden Country, then two. Then it goes the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC that just came out, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So that's kind of like the timeline. So this was a prequel to Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but then again, it ties in from the other games, both one and two. So it kind of bookends this whole trilogy. Um, and I'm kind of sad about it, but I'm kind of distracted with Tears of the Kingdom right now, so I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> but yeah, that was it was good. I like that. Sure. Um, I think that was all. I think that was all that I've played. But yeah, I'm pretty much just all Tears of the Kingdom right now. Yeah, I pretty much heard the exact same uh, feedback that's like on social media about Xenoblade. Everyone was super happy with it and sad as well. Um, But yeah, you hadn't finished it last episode, so nice to hear your thoughts on it now. I very much, I put, I think I put like 45 hours in it or something, or maybe 40 hours, so it's still a pretty decent chunk of a game. But the, the story only took like 15, maybe 20. Um, I finished Far Cry 6. I would say that that game was pretty solid, probably like 7 or 8, like I, I really enjoyed it in the long run. Um, That's nice. That was just something I had on the backlog, wanted to finish, and finally got that out of the way before Zelda came out. And nice. if you guys watch my streams, I just finished this game called Croc Legend of the Gabos from PlayStation 1. That's the alligator, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crocodile. Croc the alligator, oh, that's shoot. correct. <laughs> I'm from Florida, leave me alone, they're the same. <laughs> um, yeah, so this game sucks. Wouldn't recommend it to my worst enemy. Like, that was a bad video game for sure. Really? And it is a greatest hits title. It is a game that released also on the Saturn. Um, Just like, I mean, maybe like a 3 out of 10, Hannah. That game was very not good. I don't wow. understand. I think if you're listening to this and you're offended by this, I think that you <laughs> haven't played it since it came out. And you should not revisit it. Just live on <laughs> thinking that Croc is a great game. All right? Um, don't play it ever again. That's my suggestion to you, listener. Huh. Well, I'm ready um, then. I will not pick it up. Yeah. This is not good. But that's it for us. We are approaching three hours once again, as we do. And um, <laughs> oh, thank man. you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, we already this told was a fun you. One. We already told y'all what June and July have in store. We're doing Zelda and then we're doing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. So join the Discord 
and um, follow Hannah on Instagram at Game Girl Advance SP. You can follow me everywhere at Bird Dog Gaming, and we will see you guys next month for some Zelda talk. See y'all there. See you. <laughs>